up, everybody? Welcome to episode 48 of our Nintendo podcast directly to you on our YouTube channel. Directly to you. That's the one. That's a shocker, right? I, did. <laughs> I was like, whoa, man, what? <laughs> when I learned that. How controversial. Um, That's crazy. But it's equally as crazy as, hey, did you know that if you like this show, you could support it? You could become a, a member on YouTube.com slash not directly to you. Not that one. We're not cool enough on this channel yet. Uh, but YouTube.com slash Fanatics 4. You can become a member for four ninety nine a month. And what do you get for that? You get exclusive emotes. You get loyalty badges that say, hey, look, I'm, I've been a fan of this channel and giving them money for however many months, you know. Um, and you get gaming time with us. You get priority. I play Smash Bros. a lot. And sometimes it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to fight people. I'm just going to fight all the people that like the thing that I do. Um, and you get priority in that. And you'll also get, because, you know, I get switch keys and stuff like that. Sometimes I get extra switch keys. You get that. You know, you're the first one that comes to mind. And if I get a key that's like, I don't really care about this. You can add Scrimhane. I got Grease. Gre- gre- what is that game called, Parker? Yep, you got it. Grease. I got that one. <laughs> and they, they sent it to me. It was like, hey, uh, if you want to play it, sure, why not? And I'm like, I'm not going to play this. So I gave it to Grimhane because he's a supporter. Isn't that cool? Those sound like a lot of good reasons to be members. Yeah, you should. Just saying. You should. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I'm biased, but I think it's yeah, pretty neat. You, know. um, you can also become a part of our listener support program thing through Anchor, which is essentially the same thing, except it's just a wider range in how much you can pledge each month between mm-hmm. 99 cents and $10. Nice. How you doing, Parker? Also, I'm, I'm AJ and this great. is Parker. <laughs> That's us. Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, just we had a chili cook off at work at lunch, and uh, so I'm very full from that. <laughs> Otherwise, everything is just a grand old time. I've been playing some games um, oh, and all snap. that stuff. That's blasphemous on this channel. Playing well, video games, what? Yeah, I'm a super controversial, just like this channel. I <laughs> yeah, I finished I finished Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu at some point this week. Um, on t- so on Tuesday, I just played it like kind of throughout the day. I was working from home that day, so I just played it a whole bunch between other projects. And at some point, I I beat Blaine. I was like, I'm gonna go up to Giovanni and then get the rest of this thing knocked out. And um, proceeded to start catching a couple Pidgeys and then a couple more Pidgeys. And by the end, <laughs> I'd caught like. 122 pigeons or something just because I was trying to get quick candies just to uh, just because I wanted to make my Snorlax be fast and he's very fast now which he should not be like kind of blasphemous not something you'd be able to do in other games but uh, I mean in other Pokemon games in the same way because AVs are broken yeah it's I mean it's unreal like his I mean, already. So my this Snorlax's IVs were perfect in special attack, attack, and speed. Um, but still, his speed was like way lower than everything else. Yeah. But by the time I ended up, I like maxed out his speed stat for what I could give him for quick candies, and it was like a hundred and fifty something at level like fifty two oh or God. something like that, which is too high <laughs> but it just meant that he got to you know move at the same speed as other pokemon at that rate yeah he just like the same speed as your like doug trio or something right <laughs> which on a related note why is doug trio that fast that doesn't make any sense that is a great question i mean 
I'm I, like moles. Are moles fast underground? I don't know. I've never seen a mole. I don't even know in Oddly real enough, life what a mole looks like. I feel like this is a grim hain question. Let us know if moles are fast in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> hope so. Grimhane, you'll make me so proud if you know that. Grimhane just knows random stuff, you know? Like, we'll just be talking yep. about something, and Grimhane's like, actually, the square root of 5,362 is whatever. Grimhane is actually just Siri. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all it is. Man alive. But yeah, so I was playing Pokemon, and that was that was a whole lot of fun. I beat it, and I'm, I'm probably going to go back around and get some, do some comboing and stuff like that. I'm not going to bother to try to get shinies, but like I'll spend a little bit of time doing it here and there. Um, and I also played the demo for Yoku's Island Express. Um, that was a game that came out like, I don't know, six, seven months ago or so, and I heard a bunch of people say it was good, but it seems like a weird concept of metroidvania with like pinball mechanics but i played the demo and it was really fun so i may end up getting that at some point yeah i we'll see uh have that game uh they sent it to me i didn't try it though it was just something that fell through the cracks where it was like i Mm -hmm. have all this other stuff and i i I intended to get to it but now it's just like i'm sorry (laughs) i mean smash is there like you know what are you gonna do it's just like i mean that's the summary of it all smash is there but (laughs) oh something i didn't do in the whole rigmarole or rigmarole however you say it stupid word um, that's the one. I'm also streaming on Twitch every Wednesday and also YouTube, but YouTube doesn't really matter to what I'm about to say. We <laughs> are about to be Twitch affiliates, which means hey. that people can subscribe there too with Twitch Prime, which is great. And that is great. because of this, I think I'm probably going to stream just generally more often. Um, nice. So I can like knock out some of those other games. Also, when I'm just playing Smash, and it's like this, I could be streaming this, but I'm just not. You know, like yep. I could be, <laughs> I could be a, a full time streamer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I will not, because I like making <laughs> scripted stuff better, but uh, yep. or more. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. So does Twitch? Do you think give more exposure or whatever too? Because I feel like streaming on um, YouTube, obviously, you've got you know the fanatics for following already but just as far as like randos coming in are there more is there more of that on twitch than there is on youtube um, just because i mean generally not necessarily for me because i'm not in the weeds of twitch yet uh but for the people that like have joined like communities and stuff like that and they're like always in the discovery tab for like a specific kind of game or even better a very specific game uh it's a lot easier to find new creators there because there's Mm -hmm. not really that many discoverability in youtube features outside of just what the algorithm decides oh i'm going to put this on whoever's homepage and they're going to watch it um right on twitch it's like i like this game so this is what i'm going to look for and i'm going to follow and it's going to tell me when creators are streaming on to this uh this directory or whatever and then Mm -hmm. people watch that um on youtube there's like a crude version of that or it's like uh you put in like in your analytics i mean not analytics in your uh metadata i'm playing this or this video is about this and then people can search that game and it'll populate in that but not in the same way it's not really it doesn't do as good of a job of showing people your thing right (laughs) um and plus like twitch is just better in terms of like monetization like dollars to donuts sort of situation Mm -hmm. um because youtube is just like for most people it's like pretty much just adsense 
um, mm-hmm. directly through them. And now they have memberships. Um, but Twitch has always had that, and they have multiple tiers for their paid subscriptions, and they have super chats and cheers and all this, all this stuff. You know, <laughs> like there's no free subscriptions or free memberships on YouTube. You can right. get a free membership on Twitch. Um, yeah, and so many people have Amazon Prime, right. and just I mean, I constantly forget that because I, I don't go on Twitch very often at all. Same, <laughs> but I've got Amazon Prime, so like I constantly forget to actually subscribe to something. And every once in a while, I remember I'll like hop over to Wolf Den Live and you know shoot them my Twitch Prime for the month, but then it expires at the end of the month, so yeah. I need to just and do that like more often. I only go to Twitch for Wolf Den streams and Dan. Uh, that's uh-huh. our channel. Uh, yep. And I forget. And it's like, I'll forget like momentarily. <laughs> like, it'll mm-hmm. be like a day or something like that. And then one stream, I just see Aegon gifting me a sub. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Now Bob's like, oh, AJ didn't subscribe. And it's like, I just didn't subscribe because I heard, I didn't know that it didn't renew. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, eh, you know, but uh-huh. we're in the weeds. Uh, games, I'm playing. I'm playing uh, Smash Brothers, obviously. Yep. Obviously. Um, but I'm also playing Kingdom Hearts. Can you believe it? I can believe it. I saw your stream on Wednesday when you played for like, what, like 30 minutes and an you're hour. like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's like my experience generally. Because it's like, I have a complicated relationship with Kingdom Hearts. Because it's uh-huh. like, I think it's neat. It's cool, you know. I also think it's awful in a lot of ways. Like, it very much so feels like it was developed in the same era that the other games were. Um, uh-huh. Like, it feels like a PlayStation 2 game. Doesn't look like one. It looks great. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, and even that, there's caveats there. Like, on PlayStation 4, it's like 900p or something like that, I think Digital Foundry said. And there's, like, frame dips and, like, frame pacing's bad and all the other crap that nobody really cares about until they're told that it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's... <laughs> Just as a side note, that bugs me so bad that like, I mean, yeah, there are games where I can like uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 as a, you know, prime example where like, yeah, there are some bits where it doesn't look awesome for a minute, but you don't really care (laughs) if you're not paying attention to it. Most people don't until they learn those terms and then it has like this whole thing of like, oh, well, the version of this game that I have is not as good as that one that somebody else is playing somewhere else. Yeah, you know, right, exactly. it like gets in your head and all that crap, and it's like mm-hmm. that's why a lot of people like people would not know that like Doom on Switch drops to 480p while they're playing right. the game. They're just playing the game. Um, uh-huh. They wouldn't think like, oh, this is the same resolution as like a GameCube game. Like they're not thinking that. Uh huh. Um, I mean, honestly, even like Wolfenstein, for example, I feel like you know because that was one that drops to I don't know 400p in a couple spots mm. or whatever and um people were saying that like yeah it's noticeable and sometimes it's hard to see exactly what's going on in the enemies and all that but i i think i would default to thinking like if i didn't you know have any of that knowledge going into it i would just default to thinking like oh this is a spot where it's hard to see the enemies <laughs> like you know because there's just games where that's also maybe not even intentionally but that's just kind of a normal thing where it's like ah some areas is just kind of dark even like professional movies watching like the dark knight there's bits where it's like everything's dark and yeah. I'm not really sure what's going on right now. Right. And I feel like the same is just true of games, but yeah, as soon as you know that it's like are told that it's a performance thing, then it just becomes like too apparent almost. But right. I mean, if people want to care about it, they can care about it, but just, you know, don't ruin it for other people, I guess, is part of it too. Right. 
how dare you tell people how to enjoy <laughs> telling people not to enjoy <laughs> things. Um, but all that to say, like, there, there's a mm-hmm. lot of weird stuff with Kingdom Hearts, and like, there's like this weird, like, uh, complex that a lot of fans have, it's like this weird gatekeeping sort of thing, where they're hmm. like, "Oh, if you don't like play every game and you spend ninety <laughs> hours in each one of them and learn to love every intricacy of this video game, then you'll never understand anything." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Like I've played the Kingdom Hearts games, and I understand what there is as much as you could possibly understand something as convoluted as Kingdom Hearts." Right. Um, and I don't think it's like I don't think it's rocket science. It's really not. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that makes Kingdom Hearts complicated is that it's poorly written. Not that hmm. it's like this super smart like Rick and Morty sort of syndrome. Right. You know? It's like <laughs> you gotta have a higher IQ. It's not that. It's just they are not good at saying, "Oh, we need conflict here. Let's make a new character to introduce it." They'll say, "Okay, mm-hmm. let's make him some type of like clone. You know, that'd be great. Put an X <laughs> in his name. That, that that would be super cool." And a lot of our animal fans will like latch on to that and think it's this really deep like metaphorical like resonant thing um it's like it's it's fine um Mm -hmm. donald duck is in it and he yells a lot (laughs) um and that's neat so i'm playing that (laughs) nice i i've actually yet to play any of that i never owned a ps2 actually the only playstation or sony console i ever owned was uh how how is that even possible I feel Let's like see. they were throwing those out. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, yeah. We, um, especially because like that was, you know, pretty much the DVD player of the time. Yeah. Um, our DVD player for a long time was my dad got a laptop that had a DVD player in it. Like it was gifted to him by somebody that we knew that had a lot of money or something because laptops were like super expensive mm-hmm. at the time. And um, so we just watched DVDs on the laptop for like, probably a year and a half did, you, did it have like a like a output like a like a no uh-uh. we just watched them like like off the laptop screen off the laptop yep it was <laughs> that was what we did there you go um and then so yeah it was we this is a backstory of sorts that doesn't even matter necessarily but um so I played, you know, a bunch of games and stuff as a kid and then we actually lived overseas and then moved back to the US in um when I was in right around when the GameCube and PS2 came out mm-hmm. and at that point my parents were like we're going to be moving back overseas soon anyway so just, you know, it's not worth getting a console at this point. So I didn't get a GameCube at launch or anywhere close to it. I didn't, I didn't get a PS2. And then by the time we moved again, then I finally got a GameCube and specifically wanted SSX Tricky and ended up getting 1080 Avalanche, which is a completely different game. But yeah, that was I mean, uh, my hey, random. That was a good one, it was good I guess. guess. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. There's only like two. It doesn't matter. I'm good. It's so in the weeds right now. There's only like three... Um, like because ssx is all about like doing cool tricks and stuff whereas in 1080 there's only like three like trick runs in the actual game and all the rest are like races where you do tricks and they're beneficial and stuff but i remember being a little disappointed by that it's like oh there's only these three ones but i thought this was tony hawk on snow (laughs) all that to say that's uh that's how i missed the ps2 and then since then like you know i just have been sort of out of it until uh came back with the switch so there we are there's a whole bunch of stuff how dare you uh not play playstation 2 on this uh nintendo podcast you don't have the necessary (laughs) knowledge 
to be here. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I feel like there's probably a, at least a couple people that are hearing that and thinking that. But uh, I apologize, guys. <laughs> I promise that I care a lot about lots of things. <laughs> but, uh, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I was playing Kingdom Hearts, um, but mostly Smash Brothers. And every time yeah. I run into a moment where it's like, this is some RPG PlayStation 2 era <laughs> BS, I just turn it off and play Smash Brothers. <laughs> 200 years later, you finished Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, 3. exactly. But I'm like 10 hours in. I'm like, how nice. did that even happen? I don't, I don't feel like I played 10 hours of this game. But to say. I guess. I guess I did. It's time for it. But then again, I mean, like, it's because Smash of the Brothers weird story the- writing of Kingdom Hearts 3. It did some weird tricks and turns to you, and now you don't even know. Yeah, I mean, it was just so well structured. You can't even understand it. It, it just didn't even. <laughs> feel like 10 hours but yeah. like on smash Bros. like smash brothers it says my time is like some like like it's like 300 hours or something like that but in the game the amount of time that i'm actually playing the game is like half that so there's no real telling if i like got distracted and started talking to somebody on twitter or like started yeah. editing something or writing and just left the game on so who knows so that doesn't include that's just like fighting time yeah as Smash opposed to, just, okay. it just tells this is how long you've been engaged in this game like gotcha. you've been actually playing and it's like 170 hours in like mm-hmm. the like how long i'm gonna play in the game which is still crazy <laughs> still yeah. a lot of time especially considering no, the fact that before that i barely even had time to play games um other than mm-hmm. something for like a video or whatever um yep but now it's just like i'm like you know what this video i i can just cram all of the research and all of this stuff <laughs> into one 20 hour day and uh-huh. just call it call it a day you know it's smash bros time <laughs> <laughs> yep smash is great um, so other stuff that's great. You want to get into the news? Sure, we why got not? So much stuff to talk about. Sick. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure everybody will know this week was the um, financial briefing for quarter three of t- the financial year 2018 for Nintendo Money. and a lot of other companies as well. Money and stuff. Um, and so a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about is kind of things that came out of that. But before we go into like the money stuff, there were some more interesting, like kind of passing comments that happened that we want to dig a little bit deeper into. Yeah. You ready, AJ? Yeah. Cool. So the, the first one, honestly, that's uh, that's a pretty big deal is it, it's also not like super unexpected, but it's still fun to hear the confirmation of it. That um, in one of the Q and A's or something along those lines, at some point when they were talking, they um, Nintendo said that they have at least one or so an unannounced title that will delight fans, uh, or a game that fans will be delighted to know in quotation marks. And also, they mentioned a game that will go great with online. Possible these are the same game or they're different. And also, obviously, they have more than one unannounced game for this year. But I thought we could just spend a couple minutes speculating on like our top three guesses of what those games or that game could be. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and start us off. Um, I'm going to go from like least, um, I don't know, most expected to least expected, I suppose. Okay, I um, went the opposite. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so most expected, I think it's very possible because of all the Metroid Prime 4 stuff that they're talking about Metroid Prime Trilogy. Like that's just, I mean, cause we almost, it's, we almost know for sure that that's coming. Um, that's I mean, true. again, very rumor territory, but I think 
Um, I'll also have some honorable mentions that I think it wouldn't be for a couple of reasons that I'll get into as well. Um, but they know people really want Metroid Prime 4 for obvi- you know, obvious reasons. And so then it at that point, then it's like, well, something else that people will be delighted to know about, Metroid Prime Trilogy. The thing that makes me doubtful that that is what he's referring to is uh-huh. I think the translation made it more like it's connected to when they were talking about Switch Online. So, like, the Mm. games that I feel like he's talking about have some sort of, like... uh, Online stuff. Yeah, online, like... And, like, a deep-seated, like, connection with online, you know? Gotcha. Okay, well, that definitely changes two of mine. (laughs) That one included... (laughs) Because, yeah, they also mentioned the online thing, and so I didn't know for sure if those were connected or not. Um, but, yeah, I'll just leave it, and I'll I'll mention my honorable mentions just when they happen. But yeah, online multiplayer, and it'll be Federation Force, <laughs> but with the prime story, you know? Yep, and uh, actually, they'll take all of it out. It'll be the areas, or, like, the same, you know, world maps and stuff as all the stuff in the Prime Trilogy, but it's going to be Blast Ball yeah. <laughs> throughout the whole thing. <laughs> it's just a giant map of Blast Ball. So, my first one is mm-hmm. the least likely one, I think, and that's F-Zero. Yep. Because I think that would be a cool online game. We yep. already got Fast Racing, Neo, or whatever the game's called, and that's uh-huh. F-Zero without Captain Falcon. So, just put Captain Falcon and, what, Samurai Goro <laughs> and Fox's dad. And there you go. You got F Zero. You got online, and put custom stages, and let us create our machines. And mm-hmm. it's F Zero. There we go. Yeah. So the only reason. So I've got some honorable mentions or whatever, and that's one that is sort of in my honorable mentions mm-hmm. as far as I wonder. I I feel like a lot of times Nintendo is out of touch with things that don't relate to specific sales i.e like they don't really they don't know maybe that that would actually delight a lot of people or that you know that people would necessarily they know like people want that but that that wouldn't be like to them it's like ah, but like f-zero you know it's kind of a side thing yeah um which I mean, hopefully that's not the case. But that's with some of my honorable mentiony kinds of things. That's sort of it. Where like I feel like they think that people are only as excited as the franchise sales have shown. Right. And I think and so. But yeah. For for most of what I picked, I went for the stuff that is smaller in that way. Mm, um, yep. Just because everything else is like, well, duh, you know, yeah. <laughs> either that or it's announced already, you know, like you couldn't right. put like Animal Crossing because we already know Animal Crossing. We already know Metroid so, Prime 4. We already know like Pokemon mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, yep. So it's like looking for like, well, what else is there, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's those smaller IP that haven't really seen any games in a while. Yep. Yeah, so I think, so my next one on a similar line, which actually I am changing it up. I, I put Pikmin 4, but if we're if it's within online stuff, Pikmin's not going to have online. Um, so one of my honorable hey, mentions, but I'll... Maybe there's some type be, of new Pikmin. Maybe it's a clear Pikmin and, and it's online. It's controlled by a friend. And It's a clear Pikmin. All yeah. he does is sit on his phone and he just like chats at people. Yeah. And uh, so it just calls for help. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so, but I think in that case, Star Fox Grand Prix 
would probably be my next guess. Just that because one is on the bottom of my list as like the <laughs> duh. Just because yeah. like we've heard so much about it. I mean, it's possible. It's very possible that that got canceled after the whole Metro Prime situation. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, it sounded like that game was too close to being done. And it didn't sound like it was in trouble in any way from what we heard. But then again, Metro didn't sound like it was in trouble from what we heard. So who knows? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's very true. I guess the only thing with Star Fox Grand because it would still count in some regards just because it's not officially announced it's just like super heavily yeah, rumored yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah the the production questions are definitely valid we're like is it gonna happen at all in the first place i would suspect like you said that it still is because it's like you know it's been rumored for a while it seems like they could be pretty much done with it i do wonder if they did but if retro worked on metric prime trilogy how much uh, development that did or didn't use up like with it if it's hd for example um if it's just like texture up or something like that then that's i would assume pretty easy but yeah i mean if they have to rework stuff i don't know on wii u i think i bet you're right i don't even know uh because it is on wii u and i think that those games are up i think it came out if i remember right um I think it came out uh, at the end of the Wii life cycle as yeah, a trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but so you're saying like when you play it on no, the I'm Wii saying U, it'll because just they released it anyway? certain Wii games on the Wii U eShop. So like oh, Mario Galaxy's oh, on there and like uh, Pikmin probably, <laughs> you know, but the only ones that I remember yeah. explicitly is like, uh, Mario, uh, Mario Galaxy, and um, and Metroid Prime, because gotcha. I was going to buy those. Skyward Sword's yep. on there too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I'm curious how much development that would have taken away from any of it. But hopefully, I mean, in some ways, hopefully a lot, and in other ways, hopefully not a lot. We're like, I hope that they're gonna finish with Star Fox Grand Prix. <laughs> Star Fox Grand Prix. Um, but I also hope that they put in a little bit more substantial effort into Metro Prime Trilogy and, you know, things, I guess. Um, because maybe that also means that then they have that much more of a good footing for Metro Prime 4, so they kind of yeah. start, you know, a little bit further in there. I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about your video. But, yeah, that's my second guess in any case, is Star Fox Grand Prix. Okay, so my second guess was Mario Golf. Hey, uh, because that seems to be the next in line for like the Mario sports games. You know, like uh -huh. the, the one that they always do is like Mario Tennis. And then the one that they do next after that is Mario Golf, you know, like in terms of like <laughs> frequency. Um, uh huh. So I just feel like and I, I think that makes a lot of sense with online uh, people mm -hmm. like golf as shown by the success of Golf Story. Uh, so undercut the little guy in Nintendo, put out Mario <laughs> Golf. <laughs> They've given him enough time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I wonder, have they ever had online in Mario Golf before? Yeah, it's, it's in the uh, 3DS version. Oh, nice, cool. Uh, yeah, cool. No, that would be super good. I, I really enjoyed Golf Story personally. Um, and especially if they go, I, I enjoyed Mario Tennis fine as well. It would be great if they did even more with it. And, you know, <laughs> did you play Mario Tennis all yes. the way through? Or? Um, okay. Product provided by Nintendo. That's the one. <laughs> um, I can't say enough how much it bugged me that the rackets just, like, 
there's the stats changed yes but they just flat got better like yeah. that's so i mean yeah like cool and all the stats change but that's really dumb to not have like this like one's like good at this situation exactly yeah. like that just makes having to choose something more interesting instead of just like at that point just have me level up instead right you know but whatever that's that's an aside little pedestal of sorts but yeah mario garf golf would be awesome mario garf um, mario garf <laughs> and i mean there's not another as far as we know they haven't announced any other mario properties this year so except for mario maker maybe that's it mario that's, maker that's, that's what my number is. one pick <laughs> yep, going right into my number one is mario maker 2 i feel like they don't i don't know i feel like they probably don't want to hang out on new super mario bros u too long like they have it but it's kind of one of those like they were just waiting to get it out and kind of like be done with it so that they could then finally get mario maker out so that's why they put it right at the beginning of the year so they could just like you know have ample time of giving it its own space but then having mario maker 2 really stand on its own yeah it's so that's my like number one the guess. idea of uh like the metroid prime trilogy before metroid prime 4 situation yep like hey mm-hmm. here's because the other way around yeah, yeah if they were gonna port new super mario bros u but they did it after mario maker no one would care yeah, i mean that's right. not true like people would buy it but you know much different frequency yeah <laughs> So yeah, that was that's my number one guess. And then what you got? Um, I already said uh, Star Fox Grand Prix. Yeah. That was also one of my picks. Uh, but mm-hmm. let me think of another one. Let's <laughs> go with, uh, let's say Advance Force, just because that's what people want. People want yep. it for whatever reason. They're getting a little bit of their fix. They're getting a taster with Wargroove today. Yeah. Yesterday, for if you're listening, uh, but just. Uh, an appetizer for the real main course coming. Undercut the little guy, Nintendo. <laughs> go ahead and do it. <laughs> all day, every day. Just yeah. all of the games, <laughs> except for I guess Star Fighter's Grand Prix. Is that like F Zero's? Uh-huh. Like Fast Neo, you had your time. It's our turn again. Yep. Golf Story, no more. You know, like they come up with a new platformer IP that's just like exactly Celeste, but yeah. you know she's got like. I don't know, green hair instead. Levelhead uh, is trying to do, like, they're trying to, like, oh, Nintendo's oh, not doing yeah. Mario Maker, so let's do it, you know? And we don't Nintendo- have a release window for that besides 2019, do we? Uh, no. That would be rough if Nintendo was like, you know what? Yeah. Mario Maker. That's three exactly months from now. You know? <laughs> There's a lot of games where I feel like that happens, like indie games where they're trying to get out ahead of it. I mean, like, Ukulele should have came out four or five yes. months before Mario Odyssey did. <laughs> Yep, and then it didn't. And honestly, yeah, if it had come out on the Switch at the same time as it came out on the other platforms, I would have 100% picked it up. But then by the time Mario Odyssey came out, like, I just don't care about picking up ukulele anymore. Yeah, I kickstarted that game, so I had it already. Yep. I just didn't care. Um, <laughs> so, like, it was like, all right, well, I already have Mario Odyssey. I don't need you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Man, I, so yeah, I, I'm super curious to find out what this is going to be. Um, and obviously, this isn't one of those things where, like, we'll find out exactly which one he meant when he yeah, said he's it. he's not going to say, hey, remember our financial briefing Q&A <laughs> where we said that we're going to announce a game that will surprise our fans, you guys? Guess what? This is the one. This is the one that's going to surprise you guys. Here's the trailer. There it is. It's Mother 3. <laughs> With online <laughs> functionality. Yep. 
Um, oh, oh yeah. So honorable mentions, I guess, are um, and I feel like these ones just wouldn't like. So Skyward Sword. Uh, I feel well again. This was before I was thinking about it having the online part with it and just yeah. it being just a game that would delight fans. Mm-hmm. I like. I think that you know, sure, yeah, fans would definitely be happy, but I don't think that's something that they would care about saying like this would specifically like make fans really excited. So that was yeah, one. Like everybody's um, clamoring to play yeah. Skyward Sword again. Maybe some people are. Maybe some people yeah. are like, I either they loved it or they're like, I hated that game and I want to play it with controls I, uh, that I don't hate, you know? Yeah, I miss Skyward Sword, so I uh, would be, I definitely would play it. I'm fine give with it a Skyward shot. Sword. I don't have this whole, like, hate, uh, like, this love to hate sort of like mm-hmm. situation with Skyward Sword that a lot of people do or uh, with motion controls just in general it's like I feel right. like a lot of people want to hate things that have motion controls just based on the fact that they have motion controls and they yeah. don't want to do it for whatever reason you know the only I'm time- a gamer I don't want to move you know <laughs> No, exactly. Like the only times where motion controls get on my nerves is when it's just it makes a certain thing. So in Mario Galaxy, um, when you're the uh, when you have a fire flower to throw fireballs, you just you know waggle controls and stuff, mm-hmm. which is great most of the time. Except for there's in Mario Galaxy two, there's specifically uh, it's it's a boss fight where it's like in a sand pit and there's a monster thingy in the middle and you have to throw fireballs into its mouth or like bounce back bombs to throw the bombs into its mouth or something along those lines. It took me too long (laughs) to do that boss fight because the, the motion controls just like weren't quite accurate enough where I would do it and it just wouldn't do anything. And then I'd stop doing it and then it would suddenly throw a fireball but literally, like, in the whole game, that was the only bit that bugged me about the motion controls. Yeah. Everything else is absolutely fine. And I feel and like, I feel like Mario Princess, Galaxy thing. Yeah. is one of those games that is understandable to be like, okay, but, like, why, though? Um, because <laughs> yeah. I think motion controls really have two distinct, like... Uh, purposes and why they are good in certain situations. And that's mm-hmm. one, in the case of Skyward Sword, where it's, like, uh, implanting you in the world. You know, right. where it's like, I'm Link, I'm swinging my sword around, I'm slashing these dudes, they're blocking it like this, but if I slash it this way, then I tricked them, you know, I gotcha, yep. slashed them, <laughs> you know, and then there's things like Splatoon, where it's functionality, it's like, you, you're you given a third way to control your movement, where it's like, you don't have, you, you have but so many ways to control how you move around and see the world. You have the right analog stick for movement and the left analog stick, I mean, left analog stick for movement and the right analog stick for looking around. But here, yep. you have the motion controls as a third part to this equation, where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm moving the analog stick. What I typically do is like broad sweeping motions are with the analog stick like moving from left to right oh shoot that dude's over there I'm hurry up and turn that way and then to pinpoint the aiming I'm using the motion controls um, that is it's kind of like keyboard and mouse and like how easy it is to aim at something yeah um, right a lot of people like the people that love to hate motion controls they look at it more as like this thing that you have to do in like again these broad sweeping movements of like oh my god this dude is 90 degrees to the left of where i'm looking right now so i have to move Uh my whole body to shoot this dude it's like no that's not how it works right um and even a game like arms right where it's like it's kind of both 
in terms mm-hmm. of like functionality and implanting you in this world. Um, yep. And I think that's a, a really cool way to use that tech. Um, and I don't understand why people hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I think it's it's one of those things where I think like just being forced to do anything, a lot of times people will just not like. And so that's one of the... Uh, I mean, yeah, if it I panders to... Were, well, yeah. I, I guarantee people were yep. like that with analog sticks. Like, oh, do D-pad hmm. work perfect? Why are you yep. giving me this, you know? <laughs> Interesting, yeah. I feel like, and that one a little less so, just because it, like, just gives more freedom to the thing. But I can definitely see, I mean, especially if they're playing, like, Mario Party 1, and their hand explodes off of their <laughs> arms because of the analog stick then that would definitely be a thing i just think yeah. a lot of people like getting mad at, at things and mm-hmm. giving people a way to do something that's different from the way that they learned how to do it like smash brothers gamecube controller being a part of the game for two decades um yep. that whole situation i think is really similar uh yeah. where it's just like it's less so about like the gamecube controller actually being the way to play the game mm-hmm. you know like it's magically makes you better at the game somehow and it's more of like this is how i'm used to playing the game yeah right and i don't want to get used to a new way <laughs> <laughs> and that is it is funny to me i mean like i'm that i'm fine with that like if somebody way prefers the gamecube controller and you know it's what you've been used to but it seems it doesn't take very long to get used to pretty much anything i feel like as long as it's done well you know like i mean obviously if a game is just bad then like you're not going to get used to bad controls but um yeah for the most part like if it's just a slightly different or if it's a different you know setup then after about two days of doing it your brain will be mapped to doing it the other way i feel like yeah because it's not like any other controller is just the single Joy-Con, you know? Like right. If, oh if that goodness. was the new way to play Smash <laughs> yeah. Brothers, then I get the outrage. But yep. the Pro Controller compared to the GameCube controller, it's preference at that point. It's not which yeah. one is better. It's a mm-hmm. preference situation. If I mean, if there was a stat on, like, people playing with the GameCube tr- controller win, not you know, 70% of the time or something like that, then maybe there's something to go off of there where it's like, no, it's actually Even set up better. There, but that's just I think it would be skewed. Because yeah, the people most that really people yeah. <laughs> that exactly enter tournaments use the GameCube controller, so uh-huh. it's like that's just averages. Yeah, yeah. At that point so the better players like, just already are using. It's kind of the right. just the bias of yeah. the situation because it's like point. since typically the best players are the ones that have been playing the longest, and competitive players that have been doing something for a long time tend to want to continue doing that thing that they've been doing for the long time in, a lo- in the mm-hmm. same way that's just a self-fulfilling prophecy less so than it being like somebody has, that's been playing equally as long and just chose to move on to a different controller mm-hmm. yep something else that's been going on for a long time aj is rumors of a smaller switch like a handheld switch or whatever yep Yep. Which we've talked about so many times. Yeah. I mean, you've talked about a lot of times. I've yeah. talked about it with you like once. Um, but but yeah, they came up again. And these ones, honestly, I think thinking back on all the other rumors, I think this is the first time that we've had like a quote unquote insider rumor about it as opposed to just conversation of speculation. Just like um, I would want this. So yes, I think right. that it will happen, you know? Yeah. There's been analysts, I guess, that have like, that have been like, I think this is going to happen or whatever. But or just fans as we've established yes exactly (laughs) stupid (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so this is the first time that we've actually gotten any kind of like quote unquote insider type thing, which, um, so it's Nikkei, uh, Japanese. My understanding of it, you might know more than me, but they seem like kind of the Japanese like Wall Street Journal or something kind like of, that. Yeah, equivalent. yeah, yeah. And they do, and in that way, like in the same way that Wall Street Journal gets a lot of crap right, mm-hmm. <laughs> Nikkei is the same way, you know, like the. They have some yep. stuff. They have insider information. Yeah. So um, that's, yeah. So it's interesting. So Nikkei, in any case, they put out, it's two rumors that kind of go you know, sort of hand in hand. One, that there's going to be a smaller, more portable version of the Switch that comes out sometime in fiscal year 2019. So that's between April and March of 2020. And also that there's going to be... Um, the quote exactly is uh, launching a new service and a game enthusiast willing to pay more sometime in 2019, which could be a couple different things, but there's some already speculation on what that probably is. Um, any new thoughts on this now that there's an actual rumor kind of that the source has changed or any of that? Um, I still think that it's dumb <laughs> just on a, on a, on a branding aspect, you know, yeah. where it's like the, the 3DS, 2DS this whole situation, like that was less so something that was like their, their hand was forced on that where right. if they wanted to continue to sell these things to their target demographic, which is a lot of people that are under the age that are mm-hmm. supposed to be able to consume things in 3D. Yep. <laughs> you know, it would just make <laughs> a lot of sense to come out with that in 2D. Um, and because, like, 3DS's, uh, like, value proposition to fans, like, the, like, the, the, how, the market took 3ds wasn't the 3d like it was pinned up as the thing like this is why you need this and people Mm -hmm. just were like yeah okay cool but just give me like 3ds i mean ds but better um but in the switch like the value proposition uh internally ended up being what everybody else embraced a lot of people like the you know like the people in like our uh vacuum you know Mm-hmm. are saying like oh i just use it portably or whatever or sometimes it's the other way around like me and bob for instance like because we stream so much and also now because of smash brothers most of the time uh-huh. that i'm playing my switch is docked um yeah. but then there's another side of people's like oh I only use it as a handheld anyway you know but the stats as far as uh nintendo is concerned concerned the last time that they released these uh this data anyway it's split mm-hmm. down the middle it's a 50 50 yeah yeah so it just wouldn't make sense to come out with this thing that is no longer what they've been selling to us for the past two years in the in like the the uh marketing mm-hmm. way not literally in terms of like oh it doesn't make any sense to come out with a smaller switch because right. it's a new thing it's mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to come out with a smaller switch because it's different from the other thing in so many ways where mm-hmm. now you you can't sell it the same way it's not anywhere with anyone at that point right. um and yeah, guess. the couple of things that for some reason I don't know why, but uh, I think the phrasing being that it's a smaller and more portable switch compared to saying that it's a handheld only switch, yeah, mm-hmm. shifts it in my mind to where like because that was the thing that I was seeing where it's like if I I can't legitimately cannot envision them selling an actual like handheld only switch where it can't be docked at all like. That legit, I just, I can't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, you can't again, take the Joy-Con off and like, right. it just but doesn't make sense. I, 
I'm not like, I don't know. I think the idea of a, a smaller switch where you actually couldn't take the Joy-Con off, but you could still dock it. It doesn't come with a dock. Um, Cause right now, like if you look at the switch and you put it in the dock, I think the top pops out just a little bit of mm-hmm. it. Um, so theoretically, if this is just, you know, like a smaller screen or something and you put it in the dock, it just is flush with it instead. So it's not like a whole lot smaller, but maybe a little bit or something along those lines, or somehow it can still be docked. Um, there's obviously still issues with the notion, but the, I mean, cost wise, it would be, you would ideally still have motion controls still have hd rumble um but the motion controls instead of being in two separate joy cons having to make it twice you can just put it you know one motion control sensor gyro sensor whatever in the whole thing and then also the hd rumble could be you know more just throughout the console instead of just in the the joy cons separately um and then still be able to pair joy cons to it like outside joy cons but it just doesn't come with any so you know so but yeah it would make uh, like selling game i mean mario party just wouldn't work on it unless you then also went out and bought a dock and (laughs) that kind of stuff it it would just be the same thing all over again where people were like oh look at the switch like the price makes sense and then you looked at at the accessories and then everybody's like oh this is overpriced it doesn't make any sense (laughs) that's what's going to happen with the switch Mm -hmm. mini because it's like here's the switch mini it's 150 dollars but doesn't come with joy cons and it doesn't come with a dock and it doesn't come with a charger and it doesn't come with x y and z you know yep. it's like it ends up being just as expensive if not more expensive which works oh, for yeah. nintendo but yep. it's going to have the consumer be annoyed with it kind of like think, how yeah. people were like oh i would really like a handheld only like sell me the switch without the dock they're like okay here it is it's <laughs> what fifty dollars cheaper and it doesn't uh-huh. come with the dock or the charger or whatever and then by the time you buy the things that you need for this thing if you don't already have a switch it's more expensive yep no and that's totally i think if you got it piecemeal this way it would it would just be more expensive and that's yeah. all there is to it i think the however maybe it's possible like the dock is still really big and other third parties have tried to make smaller docks. I wonder if Try this is the time failed. where, yeah, oh, no kidding. I wonder if this is the time when, if this happened finally, like Nintendo then also sells. So, cause this way it's like a, a cheaper entry point, but then yeah, in the long run you could end up paying more money, but parents essentially that's, I mean, that's the target market at this point right. is parents buying it for their kids or maybe even spouses or significant others buying it for and you see, know, that's like the, that's the one part of me that does hope that they figure this out in a way that yep. does make sense marketing wise, because yep. that is the like the moment that they figure out how to make the switch their 3DS in yep. the way that like 3DS is just the thing that prints money for us now. Like, well, it doesn't <laughs> because people aren't buying it. But theoretically, it was the thing that doesn't cost them that much to manufacture. It's super cheap. It's something that a six-year-old can walk up to their parent and be like hey i want this please and they're like Mm -hmm. all right cool it's sixty dollars if you break it it's sixty dollars yeah um (laughs) so like that's that's kind of what they need with the switch because at this point like buying a switch is like all intents and purposes not that different from buying like an ipad mini in price yeah and you're not just going to hand a a six-year-old ipad mini you know and be like here's your well 
a lot of parents yeah, would. That's but <laughs> but like less and less true, AJ. Right, right, right. A lot of parents would. Uh, but but no, I yeah. Parents but good back in our day. Yeah, <laughs> back in the day of the Game Boy, you know. When iPad Minis didn't even exist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you know, and so one thing that I was just thinking of when you were saying that too is if they can make it because one trouble spot right now too is if parents have two kids that both want that each want their own switch then you end up getting two switches obviously but also two docks and all that kind of stuff where that ends up being six hundred dollars for two kids and you have an extra dock which if you have a second tv cool or if you want to travel awesome but otherwise that's kind of just an extra dock whereas if they can do something where like even it ends up breaking even where you can get um so say you buy, you know, a switch mini and it's $200 and then it's a hundred dollars to get a small dock with, I guess, no charger. I don't know, but a small dock and maybe even joy cons with it or I don't know something, but it's a hundred dollars. Whatever that package is that, you know, makes everything work, um, is a hundred dollars in some way. Then at that point for a parent to get that for their two kids would be $500 cause they would only need one set of that, you know, extra thing. So it ends up being like maybe cheaper in the long run to get multiples, which is, I mean, exactly what Nintendo wants is to have multiple in, in a family. Right. I don't know. I'm really curious where, what happens with this <laughs> and it's likely to happen in some way shape or form but i hope they do it well yep still think it's dumb but it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 smart in the in the sense that like if you can sell people one switch per person in their house yeah. that's smart but yes. in terms of marketing like as somebody that thinks in brand you know like that's on mm-hmm. brand, you know like i just don't think it makes a lot of sense um, for what Switch is and how they mm-hmm. pitched it, and the the whole thing of like the disaster that Wii U was in terms of <laughs> like how do you explain this to somebody? Yeah. Um, and Switch was just and is currently so simple. It's like mm-hmm. it's the thing that you play with anyone, anywhere. You know, like yep. that whole thing. Uh, and this would make it less of that. It takes yeah. something that was in a lot of ways focused on like it both being for you and for everybody around you and mm-hmm. to just being a thing that's for you. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I think that messes up the messes, messes up the messaging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess we'll see later this year. Um, but in some other news, other things that we're going to see later this year, which are going to be awesome, hopefully, uh, <laughs> is, well, some sad news and some good news. Mario Kart Tour got delayed from uh, quarter one of calendar year 2019, so last quarter of fiscal year 2018. Yeah. Before Mar- It's not going to come out before March, but it's right. supposed to come out before or in summer of 2019, which... I mean, it's not like any of us were holding on to our seat. But yeah, I don't know. There's the, a like, phrase. <laughs> I don't know how in any world this is like sad news, you know? Right. Because no, it's yeah. like, who was chomping at the bit, one, to play this game? And right. two, anybody that was, who expected for it to come out that soon? We know nothing yeah. about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just know the name and the lo- it's Metroid Prime. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So, like, just the fact that they're like, hey, um, it's going to take three more months than we thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. 
Yeah. So, I mean, so that's going to come out in the summer, but also Dr. Mario World is going to come out in the summer, which is all we know about it, but sounds like it'll be exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, cool. Why not? Sure. Yeah. I'll play I mean, Dr. that's Mario like a franchise that just makes a lot of sense, too. I mean, yeah. that's pretty much the candy crush of Nintendo games right. as far as, you know, gameplay goes. I feel like I'm more likely to play Dr. Mario World on my phone than I am to play Mario Kart Tour on my phone. Yeah. I mean, I and curious definitely what Mario Kart Tour gameplay is going to be like, but if it's actually a racing game at all, I'm not, I'm not going to play that. Yeah, like is it Bridge Racer, you know? Right, like, yeah. I That's just such a time investment, I, especially, you know, like a lot of... Uh, a lot of phone games get get played while you're you know taking a break um, and using the bathroom or whatever, and investing a substantial amount of time to a whole race or something like that just doesn't necessarily bode well for that. Whereas, you know, playing a little uh, puzzle game probably could. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's being done by uh, well, obviously Nintendo and Line and NHN Entertainment, who also developed the Ruby Tower Defense game and uh, Kingsman, the Golden Circle puzzle game. And I don't know if those were any good or not. Uh, I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. Um, they exist. Let's look at the top charts on the iTunes chart. Let's see if there's any uh, racing games. And the top I can't even grossing. I don't even know where that chart is now. <laughs> I haven't I, been on the app store in years. <laughs> I can't even think of. So I guess is there a Ridge Racer mobile game? Yes, there's okay. a lot. There's like Asphalt or some crap that game, gotcha. Some game called Asphalt, and there's like seven of them or something like that. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know yeah. where they put the top charts in the app store anymore. So I guess we're not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> We'll never know. But, I mean, it'll get a lot of success right at the beginning, at least, because it's Mario Kart. And, I mean, same for Dr. Mario. You know, being Nintendo properties, I think that'll help them out. And especially, they'd better be freemium games only yeah, for the purposes of sales. Said that. I think they specifically said that it would be free with microtransactions. Gotcha. Yep. Obviously, they didn't say microtransactions. Right. <laughs> Nobody's going to say that. Free with the ability to do extra stuff if you it's give free, us your but wallet. hey, man, if you want to give us some money, that's cool, too. Uh, <laughs> we'll there's take it. like a, a game that's number 13 on the top charts for free games that's called Tiny Cars Fast Game. Mm. Wow. What a great name. The strap line <laughs> that they have, it says, don't crash. <laughs> Is that is it a like two D kind of like side scrolly racing it's game? It's like a top down situation. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. There you go. Because most oh, of the, yeah, it's I, not even a racing game. Turns out, oh. not, not a racing game. It's, it looks like Frogger. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's Flippy Race. Is this this is like a wave race sort of deal? Mm. Uh, and that's number eighteen. Top mm-hmm. speed jet ski water racing. Why are we um, going to say wave race again? <laughs> that's another game that they're bringing that is going to surprise our fans. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see a racing game in the top for a drive-in park. Mm-hmm. Show off your parking skills. That's number three. That's I, not, yep. It's, it's not I've seen some game. ads for that one. <laughs> it's not a racing game, but it is a driving nope. game. I do, honestly, when I play uh, mobile games, which is not very often but every once in a while when i'm just like sitting on the couch or something 
I just straight up turn off my data and Wi-Fi so that I don't have to deal with ads. And then I can just play it for a while and it's totally fine. And then I'll like turn it back on and be blown up by, well, nothing. Oh, nobody talks to me, but <laughs> yep. Stardew Valley Cheap number 17 for paid. That's cool. I didn't even know that was on mobile. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense for sure. It's paid though. It's $8. Right. Which is like the way to go for that game. I think that was a smart move. Yep. Because who, who really wants to deal with that? Who wants Farmville but Stardew Valley? <laughs> no thanks. It's, man, that's so interesting. Just the whole premise that like, you know, again, $10 for a Mario game on a phone is so expensive. But then $60 for a Mario game is just $60 for a Mario game. Like, no big deal. Um, but just the kind of our expectations for mobile games compared to you know regular console games is just really funny yeah like the they tried to be they tried to be the good guys with mm-hmm. mario run they really tried it yep um and i i respected it but most people mm-hmm. were like ten dollars nope not doing it <laughs> but yeah and yeah. i still see posts from people and like different social media groups and stuff like, i regret spending ten dollars on <laughs> mario run and i'm like still in that place of like how though i don't understand <laughs> how you can Did you spend ten dollars on just like dinner well, last night l- exactly <laughs> i would spend freaking ten dollars on crappy like pizza or something and yep. i'm not sitting there seven <laughs> not even i was about to say seven months but mario run came out like what two years ago like uh, i'm gonna sit here two years later almost, and be like i really yeah. regret spending mm-hmm. that ten dollars you know it's yep. like what I don't understand this. Maybe you shouldn't spend any money if you regret spending $10 (laughs) two years later. It is, yeah, just that whole thing is funny where, like, there's some things that I'll just spend more money on than others and not care about it. Then I'll be, like, really particular with what games I pick out and play. But I'm I'm getting better about that anyway. And I just don't regret things. I'm kind of complete opposite. And I've always been like that. Where Uh it's like, if if, if my parents are like, hey, let's go to the store and you can pick one thing, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. My siblings would be like, I'm getting a snack. And I'm like, no, that's last me like minutes oh I'm getting yeah a yeah. toy you know <laughs> like, yep. and that's why i'm more picky with those kinds of things it's like no i want this to like you know bang for your buck or whatever but no like, that's what i'm saying like yeah. i'm more willing to spend less money on something that is going to last me a long or not le- like ten dollars right mm, if yeah. i'm looking at ten dollars and i'm going to spend that on something i want really good food right mm-hmm. for ten dollars compared to uh, a really good game right i'm not going to expect the world out of a ten dollar game right. but i will expect a lot more out of ten dollar food <laughs> not yeah. to say that ten dollars <laughs> is even a lot to spend on food you know right um ten dollars just isn't it's just not that much yep you shouldn't be splitting hairs over ten dollars live your life man yeah that's right you know what else isn't that much uh not these nintendo qt results there are a lot <laughs> a little double negative thrown in there just for fun I thought um, you were gonna. I thought you were gonna steer into that and be like these sales because they're not twenty million. You know, like I thought about it, but they only kind of broke records. Of they didn't like knock it out of the park. They're only on par with we. You know, like, yep. Well, I mean, yeah. Let's get into that one first. Um, it's it's they originally said twenty million, and they kept by twenty million up until right now. Uh, <laughs> Go for it. What What do you think? Because I have some thoughts too, but I want to hear yours. Um, I think that I still think that they can hit the twenty million. 
Um, yeah. I think that this is less of a like, oh, we're we're not going to do that, and more of like, all right, let's cut our losses just in case we don't. Like, it's better to underpromise uh-huh. over deliver, um, mm-hmm. especially in terms of the stock market. As it turns out, because people heard twenty million, and then they hear, oh, now we're not going to do that twenty million thing, and then their stock drops what seven percent or something. So like, dumb. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Eh, like they're they're like they're like oh no no no, no. we're we're gonna lower our hardware expectations which is like in the games business okay whatever but our software is mm-hmm. going to stay the same we're going to yep. sell 2.5 million less of our hardware and still sell the same amount of software and people are like eh I'm out yep. <laughs> you know like <laughs> what yeah no it's so funny I mean like how different I mean even though the switch is selling you know, around the same pace as the Wii was or whatever. I'd be curious to see what software sales were like by the same point in the Wii's life cycle, um, excluding pack-in games, just because there were a lot of those, I feel like. Um, Just because there's, you know, the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the amount of games that Switch owners are buying in the first place is just way more, I feel like, than a lot of other consoles have been in the past. So I'm, I don't know, curious about that. And yeah, people freaking out about this changing is I just also a little bit frustrating. Or not frustrating, but just something. Um, one it's just that like, because um, yeah. I do have... Uh, an article that kind of like puts the hardware sales into perspective a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, they didn't really go into like overall software uh, mm-hmm. except for comparing it to last year with the Switch. So last year in the April to December period, they sold 12.13 million okay. software units. Compared to fourteen point four nine, yeah, fourteen point four nine, and October to December they grew by thirty percent. So it's mm-hmm. like nine point forty one million this year and seven point twenty four last year. Yeah. Um, and then they compared like the different franchises and stuff like that, and Mario Kart, which I think is kind of weird that they don't combine Mario Kart Eight Deluxe and Mario Kart Eight. Like that's kind of hmm. weird to me because they're the same game, you know? Yeah, right. Um, like they don't say like, oh, this is the even with Skyrim, right? Like they're not going to say Skyrim on Switch sold X, but Skyrim right. on every other plat. No, they're going to group that together and be like, Skyrim sold twenty two million units or whatever. Um, Do you think it's because of this the deluxe? thing or it's just they are just trying to show this is how well the switch is doing in and of itself like don't even worry about the old stuff i don't even know if it's a thing of like nintendo you know like i don't Mm. i don't i think maybe it is in the sense that they're not reporting it in that way yeah um but most people just do that on their own you know yeah Uh, most people are like okay well this is a a port of this Mm -hmm. um so we're going to put in here right i mean kind of like last week we were talking about how mario kart 8 deluxe is the like number two highest racing game uh you know seller ever now and that obviously included the mario the uh, the, the, wii the wii u sales version. as well yeah so then at that point like obviously yeah because by those metrics like most people when they're counting sales of game gta we're not counting just the ps4 gta like you said with skyrim like that same kind of thing right but you're including all of them in there instead yeah yeah and, and then, I feel like, like yeah, in terms of like Smash Brothers is another like key point that they fixated on here. Uh, yep. The best selling Smash Brothers still, uh, which I mean, quote unquote, still Smash Brothers came out last month, right? <laughs> but the <laughs> the uh, I think or, by this or, point or already or in February is not the case anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, 
Brawl sold 13.29 million units as a best-selling Smash Brothers game, also best-selling fighting game of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. Ultimate 12.08. Uh, so, yeah, I mean February. You know, by the time by our next uh, report or whatever, mm-hmm. the, it's going to be past Brawl, like you know, and probably oh, sure, yeah. like significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Yep. I think one of the things, too, because uh, they mentioned that, like, even Nintendo was something, like, surprised by how well, you know, how good their sales were in quarter three, um, you know, so in the holiday season of this last year. But before going into the holiday season, they didn't change their forecast down from 20 million to 17 million at that point. They did it now, mm-hmm. even though they were surprised about it. So, like, slightly conspiracy theory. I wonder if they were like, we don't want to change it until after, like, not skew any of this stuff. Because, you know, spelling doom and gloom in October would have been, you know, them saying, because you know everybody would have run with it if they were like, yeah, it's going to be down to 17 million. And then possibly fewer switches would have sold over the... I mean, it wouldn't have affected that much, but like it could have still done something, um, or at least they would have been afraid that that would have happened. So I, I don't know. I wonder about that. Right now, I'm trying to find the PlayStation software sales during 22 months after mm. launch. 22 yeah. months. Well, I'll give some other facts and figures while I do that too. Uh, overall, by through the December thirty first, twenty eighteen, Switch sold thirty two point two seven million units in total, um, which was yeah fourteen point four nine million units for the fiscal year so far, and nine point four of those were in uh, the last this past quarter, and software overall is at one point six three point six one million, um, which is crazy. Yes. Uh, we also got some uh, million seller or uh, million seller plus games, and it's interesting the the um oh that's right okay so I figured this out the games that they put on this list aren't just the ones that have surpassed a million total but it's the ones that within the fiscal year have sold a million and it's their total number so something like Mario plus Rabbids didn't show up even though it sold. I think over two million, but right. It, so they're saying like a million more, right? Exactly within uh, March to December of 2018. Yeah. So because at first I was confused by that, but then uh, now that makes sense. But there's some yeah. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is at 15 million, uh, which is like almost half the install base, which is insane. Um, Super Mario Odyssey at 13.76, Super Smash Brothers at 12, Zelda at 16, at 11.68, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee right at 10 million. Yeah, AJ, sorry that that didn't sell very well. Um, <laughs> you know, you were I know you're worried because you were like, wow, yeah, nobody's going like, to play Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. How will Pikachu. it ever do well? <laughs> it will yeah. never ever be able to uh, amount to a Pokemon game. <laughs> were you surprised by Super Mario Party selling? as much as it did ah. so that was 5.3 million eh. i i was medium surprised i think yeah. i was expecting it to be like probably more like 3.5 ish um because it like it stayed top of the charts or pretty high up in the charts in like all of december for um for the media creates in japan but for some reason i just i don't know expected it to not quite be at 5.3 million sales so good job Mario so Party. when PlayStation was at a comparable point 
as uh-huh. far as this data is showing me, in terms of sales, and we, we already know if Switch is outpacing it in that regard uh, mm-hmm. with hardware, they didn't report their software sales. Oh, interesting. So the, the last point before the 30 million mark in mm-hmm. software that they reported their software sales was at 18.5 million for hardware. And they had 81.8 million in terms of software. But there's mm. a three period, like a, it's like a six month, six month gap between them reporting, or even longer, it's like, like nine months. It's like a nine month gap between the last time they reported their uh, software sales and the next time they did was at 40 million and they were at 270 million in software. Interesting. And we're at what, 163 yeah. million for on the Switch? Right. And they had 40 million at that point when they reported, for uh, hardware, they had 40 million when they yep. reported 270 million software sales. Gosh, interesting. Which is crazy, because it's yeah. six games per console. That's a crazy that is uh, Yeah, that's base. really good. And so, I mean, it sounds like at this point, the PS4s would be outpacing the Switch as far as software sales go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess some of that, I don't know. Yeah, curious about why that would be or whatever, but in general, that's... Pretty insane. (laughs) But I don't even know if it's outpacing it in terms of software because, again, they didn't report it there. And I don't remember what the last reported number was for software. I think it was like 100 million when they were at 17. Mm -hmm. It was like a a little bit over Wii U. Mm -hmm. So I think that they were outpacing them in terms of the last time they reported it between when they hit the 200 million mark and the 80 million mark. Right. (laughs) So and let I don't I don't I don't I think no matter what too the something that the PS4 and Xbox One honestly are just always going to have going for at least for the foreseeable future is that still the Switch doesn't get or at least hasn't gotten the third party support in the same way and so obviously there's you know these first party titles that are bolstering the software sales and specifically that's I mean a lot of what Nintendo cares about too because that's what makes them the most money but um, also I mean the other thing that is important to take note of is the fact that the PlayStation and Xbox will always have another holiday season over Switch (laughs) that's true yeah because yeah because they came out in a holiday season right yep man that's crazy um yeah so i mean all all that stuff i'm sure everybody's heard some of this already throughout this week but um it just was really exciting or fun fun to hear in any case and just to hear that switch is doing well in all those respects um and it's even uh something that game developers are really interested in which is not much of a surprise but at gdc the game developers conference they always do a poll and find out what um platforms game developers are interested in developing for and of the consoles the switch was the top one which is um really exciting it's uh, there's a couple caveats and question marks too. like obviously the this is you know which one they're most excited for this is also not including pc pc is number one so it's 60 percent at pc um 48 percent were interested in nintendo switch uh 39 percent in ps4 ps4 pro um but also there i mean we don't know about PS5 and Xbox two or whatever, but so I'd be curious with, you know, if any of that stuff was on there, what that would look like as well. Also, I feel like something that skews this is that it's like, it favors the consensus of indie developers. Very true. Yep. 
um, as opposed they have, to they have more votes. You know, right. it's like an indie developer can count as literally one dude compared mm-hmm. to a conglomerate like EA being like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Nah, we don't want to. Right, <laughs> do exactly. That. And that does that makes quite a big difference. So right. I think you're right. There's definitely some of that stuff that skews uh, some of these results a little yeah. bit. So well, like, they, they yeah. should do less of a thing of like. Uh, how many games do you plan to do rather than uh, mm-hmm. do you, would you want to do that? You know, because that could be a huge difference. Like if EA was like, yeah, we're all in on Switch. We're planning to release 15 games this year. You yeah. know, that's hugely <laughs> different than if 12 indie devs were like, yeah, we're planning on making it like one game every other year. <laughs> if mm-hmm. that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah we'll uh, we'll see how that pans out, but I mean that's just gonna be pretty much what it is when the time comes. Um, next thing we've got two more, and then I'm curious to get into your video stuff. These will just be kind of fast ones too. Uh, Nintendo in their Q and A, somebody asked them if because of like you know Yoshi was just tweeted out the release date and all that stuff. Somebody asked pretty much like, are you guys changing the way you release information? And Nintendo said no, <laughs> which. I Long mean, story short, means we're still expecting that directs are going to exist. Panicking, <laughs> they're like, we didn't get a January direct. All of my favorite YouTubers said that it was coming. Where's that? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, still, honestly, a little bit surprising, except for still my my tinfoil hat theory of that Metroid Prime Four messed it all up. Yeah. So it was supposed to be in January, but now it's not, and blah 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 blah. Um, but who's to say? Maybe maybe this was the plan all along, and we won't get a direct until 2023, which is a long time. That's not a change in how they do information at all. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, just a little PSA. We'll we'll still be seeing direct at some point, but uh, just you know, be patient and wait around for it, and it'll happen when it happens. And then last but not least, this this really got me and was funny this week. On. PSA. Yeah, let Go for everybody. It. Let's just stop calling directs the X direct. Don't be like the January. Don't mm. do it because yep. at the end of the day, it doesn't it does no favors to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the only one that I mean the E3 direct. Yeah, is pretty E3 much the only one that's like that you can like dub that, and even then maybe don't because yeah. they could at any day they can just decide eh, we're not doing e3 or they can yep. be eh, we're not doing a direct this year we're going to do the presentation because we're going to announce the switch mini right <laughs> and we want reggie to stand up there with his they gotta very take tall it body. out of their pocket <laughs> yep you can't do that oh in a direct. man <laughs> yeah honestly it is funny though because i saw comments from um so because for guys obviously having pockets is a thing yeah. and like <laughs> my wife's pants just don't have pockets like none of them have pockets she never has pockets Sometimes because it's just like decorative pockets yes They're right like, exactly where it's like, is an illusion <laughs> here's somewhere where you can put your fingernails in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like literally it um and so it was funny seeing other like women or whatever on twitter that were like honestly like i'm fine with the switch it's just portable enough for me because i'm used to carrying things around and all these guys are like no it's not which that said it actually like does fit in most of my pockets but just bare- i mean not not that I'd bring it somewhere I'm not like that. Putting, and this even goes for 3DS. I'm not 
putting a 3DS in my pocket. Are you not to leave crazy? the house? No. Yeah, exactly. I'm. I mean, like, I put the Switch in my pocket to go if I have to carry. Like, I have dishes that are in my bedroom <laughs> that I have to bring back out to the kitchen, and I also want to bring my Switch. I'll stick it in there for a second, walk out to the kitchen, pull it back out. But yeah, I'm not leaving the house with it in my pocket. Yeah, just I feel ever. like most sensible humans, if they want to bring technology with them, they bring some type of bag. You yep. know, like for yeah. one minute it's a purse. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a, a satchel of some sort, maybe a backpack, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's my choice, you know. I bring bring a backpack wherever I go. Have my things in it, my mm-hmm. laptop, and all. Might have to edit, you know. That's right. You never just know. Just edit on the fly. Edit. You'll just see something that you need to edit just right there, and like, man, I've got to just do it. Yeah, you never know when you need Final Cut. You know what I mean. <laughs> All right, last news thing. Knock this out. Um, I thought this was funny when it happened. So Darksiders got um, uh, is Darksiders War Mastered is coming out to Switch, which is cool. When it was first announced, though, it was accidentally leaked. Like the trailer came out, and then the page that had gone to the trailer just had a gif of I don't know what movie it was from or what something is from but it was like a blowing up building in the background and then someone in the front just going like don't worry nothing to see here <laughs> which made me I I love that so much like that they're just messing around with it and having fun see that would be the best thing to do like that's just what PR needs to do for the rest of their lives yeah, is like just do it on to, purpose to not even that like everything that they link to do it with like some sort of link that you could change where it directs to rather mm. than just like a YouTube link. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like link yeah. us to uh, like Google Drive files <laughs> and then just change the version if you mess up. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. But yeah, Dark Side. Also, it's funny that it's April 2nd. (laughs) Oh, man. I was, because I thought it was April 1st at first when I saw it. And then, no, it's not. It's April 2nd. And April 1st would have been real funny. Um, Yeah. Did you play any of these games? No. Cool. I have it on Wii U. I got it in the Dark Dark Siders 2 question mark. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I had that on Wii U, but I got it through like a humble bundle or something. It nice. Never touched it. <laughs> yep. It sounds like I mean, uh, the generally consensus the uh, the general consensus sounds like it's kind of like the puzzles of Zelda meets the kind of hack and slash of original God of War games and kind of some other stuff or like Devil May Cry kind of combat sort of. So that's cool. Like that'd be pretty fun. Um, so I might pick that up and it's only going to be $30 as opposed to, you know, more expensive than $30, (laughs) so, which is great for a port. I feel like, yeah, yep. So that's it. That's all the news we got for this week. Um, AJ, it is that time to talk about the thing that you did this week, which is, uh, real fun. Oh, snaps. It's time to talk about the Metroid, the girl one, the girl Metroid, of course. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to the boy Link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who you did reference in your video. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Jumping into it, I I thought it was great. Um, I mean, a lot of the, some of the things that we, you talked about. I'm just for one of these weeks for you to be like, that video you did sucked. I mean, it's it, it's bound to happen. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, you're going to do one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why I joined video. the channel is just to bolster your confidence and then shoot yeah. it all down right at the end. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, we get to play. Ooh, what did I just just mess up the file? Um, we get to play Blast Ball uh, coming out Metro Prime Four I Blast she Ball. Typed Blastoise. <laughs> <laughs> Metro Prime Four Blastoise. 
the worst I mean, one. He's not the worst one. Venusaur is the worst one. Definitely true, but Blastoise is the best one. No, this is so get out of here true. with your Charizard garbage. No, no. Blastoise <laughs> is a stupid turtle with metal pipes on his back. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> I man, I love Blastoise. It's uh, yeah, he and just the whole Squirtle family. They've uh, they've tugged at my heartstrings since. Well, I guess Pokemon Blue was just my first one. So yeah. since then, and also I just like water Pokemon and their typing, and it's just. It's good, especially Gen 1. Just water was, I don't know if it was just OP in general, but it, it kind of was. There's there too just, many water Pokemon, but I yes. mean, that's true life. You know what I mean? There's too many things in the water, and we don't even know what they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, which is kind of scary to think about. Yeah, like the number of things down there. The, <laughs> I mean, like Pacific Rim, you never know. You could have some Kaiju down there in the water right now. Yo, there's probably a Blastoise. <laughs> 12 that's Blastoise. That's probably where he came from. 12 Easily 12 Blastoise. 12, just 12. I don't know Just if that's impressive or dire. I don't know. Is, is but, it going instinct? Is that endangered species territory, or were there just always always twelve? There, um, it's kind of like the twelve sages or something. I mean, not that there were twelve <laughs> sages. Also, they're just game, like they're the chosen ones. They're, they're the, like, the omnipresent twelve blast toys. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Been around since day one. Oh man. Uh, so the takeaway is he's he's trash even in real life. Uh but yeah, no! my video. <laughs> Your video. Um yeah, so I think it, the first kind of points that you made were essentially something along the lines of like it's great to to try different stuff, but you got to go back to your roots every once in a while. <laughs> So yeah, you like Triforce Heroes or, F, you know, Star Fox Zero or um, that kind of stuff. And that Metro Prime just hadn't done that when Federation Force came out, which is why, you know, then all the stuff, with the Blast Ball and which. And I feel like all the Mario franchises and games is why Mario gets to get away with that so much. Like if if it, you know, if they made Mario platformers and then they took a break from that for a while and then we're like, and now Mario Tennis. And people right. like, no, I. I sure don't want that. Uh, go ahead and just give us... A, I mean, I'll try it out, but then give us a platformer again, and then the next thing you come out with is like, Mario Kart, and people will just be real mad. But yeah, the fact like that they... the fact that we get a Mario platformer just as often yeah, as we means get... Means you can just like... Madden games. <laughs> <laughs> then it's fine. It's like, all right, you want to give me Dr. Mario? Cool. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's the thing with... Uh, a lot of these franchises, Metroid being a prime example, <laughs> um, it just hasn't done that and like hasn't really honored its fans in that kind of way where, you know, if, uh, but it was also the reason that Samus Returns and like, you know, when they announced Metro Prime 4, Samus, and then also Samus Returns, like people were real happy about Samus Returns because they're like, ah, oh, we don't even care. We're getting a Metro Prime 4. Yeah, exactly. So, and they kind of did that just in general that yeah. year with pokemon they were like hey look we're trying oh, something yeah, new with pokemon point. but don't worry man <laughs> we're also going to give you the thing that you want you know mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's that was a great thing for them to have done with that um and then you went into the zelda comparison and that uh nintendo to make let's see i wrote nintendo wanting to make a metroid game that will do for metroid what breath of the wild did for zelda uh, yeah, that would be great. Like, I feel like they're, again, they're in a perfect spot right now to, I don't know where they'll be by the time the game comes out, which is unfortunate, but this year they would have been in just a perfect spot for if the game was amazing for it to like kind of, you know, reset the franchise on fire for the first time kind of ever in some ways. Right. Um, so I, I hope that'll still be the case when the time comes, 
But if it's like Don't super worry, it'll be innovative. a Nintendo swap launch title. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be just like Breath of the Wild. We're going to get Metroid Prime 4 on Switch just to fulfill the obligation, you know, because they said yep. we're getting Metroid Prime on Switch. And they'll also put it on Nintendo swap. Confirming it now. <laughs> Insider knowledge. I'm not allowed to say that and let you think Nintendo that it's true. stationary. It's, uh, <laughs> it's stationary, but also you can write on it. <laughs> or with it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think that's it. It needs to do what Breath of the Wild did for because if it's just another kind of niche thing and it comes out with kind of mediocre fanfare, then that's, you know, kind of I don't know. It, it could stay on life support for a while at that point still like put out more games. But for what it is, I think they're really trying to invest to make it be amazing, which is yeah, why it's I great. They're like, just two years back on it. I feel like this is all or nothing for Metroid. Yep. Like, I feel like if this game doesn't do well, we're not going to get Metroid again for a very long time. And Um, I think we all know that, though, which is the good thing, because I think when Metroid Prime 1, 2 and 3 came out at that point, there hadn't been like this huge, you know, all these lulls in some ways to where it was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, we kind of it was just taken for granted. So people didn't, you know, feel like they had to go out and support I this mean, franchise. Bef- like when the original Metroid Prime came out, it was a very similar situation. Like we haven't had right. a Metroid game in a long time. Like the yeah. gap between Super Metroid and Metroid Prime is a sizable one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but in the sense that like once we got Metroid Prime and then it was like that the, the it thing. And uh-huh. in comparison to everything else on GameCube, because as we all know, GameCube didn't set the world on fire. Right. Um, then they were all right. Yeah, people like Metroid again. Let's just give them Metroid Pinball. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think. I mean, I, I think you're right. It's kind of all or nothing. And luckily, they're going into it with that. Um, with that kind of mindset. And you mentioned too that you hope that Retro knows what makes the Metro Prime games great. And I would really hope so as well. Um, And I suspect that they do. And again, I was saying too earlier with the Metro Prime trilogy, if they've been working on that, and they, I mean, you also mentioned they came to Nintendo with a demo specifically. So it's not like they just were like, hey, we hear you've been having some trouble. Like, oh, we'll take you back. We'll do it again. But instead, they actually came and showed them something. The fact that Metroid went to them, you know? Right. Retro Retro went to, yeah. Yeah, that Retro went to Nintendo. I was like, hey, uh, we have this thing because it's mm-hmm. like the the going knowledge that was passed around is that retro was like nah we don't want to do that anymore we want to do new things oh um, interesting and this kind of goes against that yeah <laughs> we're like nah man bandai or whoever because i mean it never right. was actually confirmed whoever was working on this game they're not cutting it we're going mm-hmm. to take it back and i mean even though a lot of people have left like there are people that were there since the days yeah. of Prime. I would say a lot of the more important people, like they still have the same head of the company. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and like the same producer from EPD or whatever. Um, yep. which I, I think he works at EPD. I don't think he's technically a retro studio employee. I think he's an EPD. The wait, Tanabe? Yeah. 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 I think that's right. Yeah. I'm that sure sounds. EPD. Um, so yeah, it's like as long as the like those key people are there. That made the biggest decisions. I think right. Metroid Prime Four is going to be fine. Yep, 
because they can still drag. I mean, like, we don't know technically, like, Sakurai has been on all the Smash games. We don't know if any of, you know, who of the actual core team that was working on it is the same for any of those. Obviously, there's people that are the same across those, but it's I possible. Think for Ultimate, uh, Sakurai, he, uh, at least he gestured towards mm. it them being like mostly the same because they were able to like gotcha. turn around a lot of the work that they already did for smash 4 right. and parlay that into ultimate mm-hmm. um but but i think it yeah. just goes to show at least that like the the vision was the same between all of those games because mo- really mostly because of Sakurai um, yeah. and what he'd set up. So hopefully, I mean, the same would be true for Tanabe with Metroid Prime 4 is that he knows what the vision of Metroid Prime games would be. Well, I don't and- even know if, because Tanabe wasn't the director. He's a producer. Mm. Um, gotcha. I think then the I director who- did leave. I'm pretty sure he left. I'm pretty sure he's at Microsoft now. And he was f- worked. Uh, he was retro employee yeah. specifically. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But interesting. Again, it was like Metro Prime was like a, a a situation of like it wasn't just Retro Studios that made this game. It was right. Retro yeah, yeah, Studios yeah. that like uh, came with the vision of the whole thing. And Nintendo was like, hey, yeah, mm-hmm. this works in this way, but let's change this. You know, it was like an all hands on deck sort of sort of thing. It yeah. was like this melding of minds of we're <laughs> Western and we're Japanese and we're coming together and making a baby. Yeah. Well, and apparently too, the, I mean, just as far as like bringing, I, I suspect that they're probably bringing more concepts over from what they'd already worked on than what they told us. Cause they, I mean, essentially told us that they were starting from scratch and not bringing anything over, but I'd be surprised if they didn't bring over at least, you know, core concepts, maybe some assets or some of that kind of stuff. I don't know. But they also apparently have been using the same engine for like since the original Metro Prime games and like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, I heard also was is running off of that same engine, but mm-hmm. obviously looks nothing like it. So it's you know a very uh, malleable engine or whatever. Right. But, I mean, most engines are where it's yeah. like, oh, the Call of Duty engine was the same thing that they use for Half Life, where it's like, right. <laughs> it's, it is, but it's not, you know, right? Like they, yeah, exactly. They build off of it. And so, like but that. that said, at least it means like if if they're able to use that, which I would assume so too, if they had a demo, they were able to to use that it's they're already you know they've got something that they're already working with then that's great because then they can just you know keep working from there because that was honestly a lot of what took breath of the wild so long was developing that engine and stuff like that towards the beginning and so if they can just get that part already knocked out then this can be done sooner than 2054 (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah for further clarification on what i said before about the director yeah he left he's at okay i mean he's at uh armature now uh, gotcha. Yep. And the whole thing of like, like, oh, yeah, like, he's like, the way that even people think about Sakurai, where it's like, oh, if there was no Sakurai, Smash Brothers right. wouldn't be Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. Um, just because, like, the next thing that this dude worked on of note was Record. Yeah. <laughs> you right, know? exactly. And I mean, nobody yeah. is holding Record to high acclaim of any sort. I mean, before it came out, everybody was like, oh, my God, these are people that worked on Metroid. This is going to be great. And it it was it existed. It's like the guy. um, I don't remember his name, but um, the the Mega Man dude in any case in Yeah. How like, you know, everybody was super sad that he left, but then excited about what was it? Mighty Gunvolt? 
No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mighty number no. 9? Mighty number no. 9, yeah. Mighty number no. 9, and then nobody ended up liking that, and then the next actual Mega Man game came out, and everybody was like, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. you know, needless it, to say, it's not just one person. It's uh, There's a lot more that goes into it than that. I mean, I guess it could be, you know. Basically, if, the all tour like, idea is damaging. It's, yeah. it, it's not one person that makes a game. Like right. it, it helps to have one person unless with it's Stardew Valley. Or... <laughs> yeah, unless you're Stardew <laughs> Valley and you literally made the game by yourself. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it helps to have somebody that's kind of steering the ship. But this ship yep. doesn't work because that person they didn't build it. You know, like they right. just understand it enough to be like, all right, yeah, we need to go west here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I uh, yeah I'm I'm really excited about all that, and I'm also excited to read what you guys have to say about AJ's video. We're starting out with Grim Hain, and uh, here, here we go. This is going to be a long one. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Grim Hain says, I'm not really in a place where I care about Metroid. I, I mean, I hope it does well because I hope Nintendo does well for obvious reasons. If when this launches, it looks like something I'll want to play, I'll get it, however. I never played other... Oh, I'll... I'll get it. However, I never played other Prime games, so my only Metroid experiences are from NES and SNES. Experiences which are not likely to have any real impact on Metroid Prime 4, aside from, oh, okay, it's Samus. I know that character. All that said, I think the Nintendo, a company that has been around longer than anyone playing a game on the Switch likely has, probably knows when a game isn't going to live up to standards of fans. Sure, they mess up from time to time, but for the most part, it's issues that have not been... um, Uh, But for the most part, their issues have not been the quality of their games. Retro is another known factor. They just make good games very consistently. So putting a franchise in their hand is a pretty good move. Really, there's nothing that we know about that's actually tied to the development of this game that should make us think it won't be amazing. And before people start chiming in with the previous problematic Metroid games, I said tied to the development of this game. There's (laughs) clapping emojis, so... I I clapped. Uh, (laughs) uh, Those problematic games will inform the developers what didn't work. They are the blueprints that Retro is following for... They aren't. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) Barker could make mistakes too, everybody. Just remember. (laughs) (laughs) They aren't the blueprint that Retro is following for Metro Prime 4. Of course, it's possible everything goes wrong and we end up with a bad Metro Prime 4 game. It's also possible Bob Wolf will make the 2019 will make 2019 the year he focuses on the great RPG genre game in his gameplay streams. I'd wager we're more likely to see Bob play through Kingdom Hearts mainline games than we are to see a bad Metro Prime 4 game. <laughs> Nicely Yo. said. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed 100%. But yeah, it's just like I don't know. Too many people think that they know more about, especially when it's like people that clearly don't know what they're talking about. Like I had this <laughs> this troll. <laughs> oh that, man, I that saw that comment and it was so clearly funny. a troll where he's like, basically he's like, and you know that somebody that starts out their comment with insults probably yeah. doesn't have that much of like a, whole, a a grasp on what they're trying to argue. Uh huh. So you try to flavor it up a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, yep. you effing this and that, you know, like, you're stupid and blah, blah. My favorite was the, I'm not trying to offend you, but you're being really, really stupid or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, 
no, but that's kind of right there. I'm pretty sure right there, what you just did, that's probably trying to offend, right? Yeah, I think think he was. And all (laughs) all he really did was like make me zone out. I saw a few key points that he was like, oh, you're dumb because Bandai Namco Singapore is just a localization studio. I'm like, you think it takes a whole team to localize a, like a whole studio to localize Mm -hmm. a game? You really think that? (laughs) He got you good, AJ. Nothing you can do now. It just takes a staff of 135 people to localize one game. You know, that's all. Yeah, Nothing crazy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, But yeah, Grimhane, he said a lot of stuff. Honestly, Grimhane, like everything you said is pretty much right where I'm at. I've only played actually the NES um, Metroid game and haven't had the opportunity yet to play the SNES one and I've played a little bit so far Prime 1 and I'm going to play the Prime Trilogy whenever that comes out. But besides that, like it's one of those things where I don't know to be excited for it besides the fact that everybody else says it's great and I like Metroidvanias um, that I've played otherwise so I, you know, I can assume. But, uh, But yeah, I'm definitely... It's one of those that, like, I'll have to just, you know, be excited about it because I know it's going to be good from other people um, more so than me knowing that it's going to be right up my alley or anything. I have an understanding of Metroid games that is, like, baseline of what understanding I have of most Nintendo games. Mm -hmm. So it's like my understanding of a Nintendo game ranges from I know everything. I played every single one of them, (laughs) you know, to, Uh like played a few of these you know I've, I've bopped around a little bit you know and that's Smash. where i'm at with metroid prime where it's like or in metroid in general where it's like i played a few hours of the original metroid and i played yeah. some of super metroid and i played the prime games here and there but i mm-hmm. never was like i didn't commit the metroid lore to, to memory you know i i it's like that that's a chozo you yeah. know? <laughs> and that one that that's crazy you know it's like i know stuff like that here and there but I, i'm not mm-hmm. like it's not Pokemon over here, you know what I mean? I know exactly. What I can't you mean. make a twenty-minute video every week about Metroid. It's just not going to happen. Yep. Yeah, I, do I don't know. Before. I hope. Um, I, well, I don't know. I was going to say something, but but I forgot. <laughs> it's just not. I hope it's something. Honestly, like when the trilogy comes out, I hope it's something that I really enjoy. All that to say that because it's. Um, because I, I would really like to be able to just be excited about all the franchises, but that's just not always going to be the case. So we'll, you know, we'll find right, out. I'm being patient. Everybody. What's the one that you're not excited for? You're not excited for what? Uh, Animal Crossing? Honestly, I've never played an Animal Crossing How game. How dare you? That's yeah, the, there you that go. Is I, the, that's I remember, the one that butters our bread at this <laughs> channel. So I remember being in seventh grade and a friend of mine telling me that he spent all this time playing Animal Crossing. I legitimately didn't know what the game was because, again, this was at the time where I didn't have a GameCube uh, just because my parents didn't want me to have one at the time. Because my parents hated me. (sighs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It was such a sad, sad time of my life. <laughs> no, but um, so he kept telling me that he was playing Animal Crossing, and the the picture in my mind was like Frogger meets Farmville for some reason because I was I was picturing Just like a of whole the crossing game part. You yes, heard crossing exactly like, because of crossing. <laughs> so I I thoroughly did not understand what that franchise was and thought it was really niche until uh 
fairly recently, like honestly, until like the switch times when I heard about it again for the first time that I was paying attention to. Until I said that the last one sold like 13 million copies. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's it's one of those things I just completely missed out on. And uh, I mean, I, I really enjoyed Stardew Valley and I know it's pretty different from that in some regards, but also has some similarities. It is, but it's not. Right. Like, yeah, Stardew exactly. Valley is kind of like, it's, it's more active in that it tells you to do things, but you mm-hmm. don't really have to do any of it, which is weird because it's like a lot of people are, I don't want that in Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing is supposed to be stress-free. So is Stardew Valley. It's just a lot of people get stressed out about it because <laughs> there's so many things that you can do. So it's right. like, I need to do all of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> But if you that's do me. nothing... You're not going to lose. No, nope. you know? you're just going like, to hang around and have a good old time. Yeah, just like, <laughs> just don't do anything. Just walk yep. around and look at trees and you won't lose the game. <laughs> Turns out. Yep. So, yeah, that's, I think that's exactly the one that I I don't know to be excited about Animal Crossing for personal reason. But based on everybody else's hype, I'll, I'll just get it and find out for myself whether or not it's something up my alley, which I assume that it probably will be. Uh, but yeah, something else up our alley up here is comments and retrofaction said some comments. <laughs> he has a comment, <laughs> all right. He sure does. We're about to find out what it is. The problem is that it might it might take two years to really see Metroid Prime Four. Ignoring quality, ignoring I the don't fact know that about two years, I think you're you're, you're optimistic on that one. Yeah. But. Well, I guess if he means actually see it like at yeah. all, yes, yeah. uh, realistic. Um, but yeah, I and I do wonder if you know because normally they do the whole like don't show stuff until like at, at most like nine months, months before. Maybe. Yeah. So they try to keep it pretty short in that case. I wonder because this is you know because of what this is if they end up actually showing it to us with a larger time span than they normally would but or like if this yeah if this turns into like death stranding where it's like <laughs> the teasing is part of the experience right you're not going to see this game for five years in a tangible form uh-huh. but we're going to show it to you a lot between now and then it's just same as carrying around a baby yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, getting back into the comment here, uh, ignoring quality, ignoring the fact that this is the fourth game in a heavy narrative game, ignoring that there was no Wii U Metroid game, waiting three to four years for the next Metroid is going to push Metroid into the same terrible release schedule that it has traditionally been. At this point, they might have to wait for the next generation of consoles before Metroid can jump in early onto a console release cycle. Metroid 1 and Prime 1 sold well because both games came early on their respective consoles and had 90 had 90% of a console life cycle to rack up sales. And for the reasons uh, above that I ignored, uh, Prime 4 was going to be niche even if it came out on time for 2019. Maybe launching it with the Switch Pro or the next console as the first Nintendo title on it would lead to the high sales Nintendo wants. Yeah, no, I d- highly disagree with that. <laughs> I disagree with the the the, uh, the tail end of this comment saying mm-hmm. that like Metroid Prime is going to be a, a niche thing at the end or, or when it was supposed to release. No, it was not. It one hundred percent was not. Um, just looking at the fact, that, like I said in the video, like the fact that it was the second most hyped announcement in the year where they talked about games like God of War and all other crazy yep. stuff. Like what? <laughs> like in no world would that be a niche thing? I think some of it too is just like a question of, you know, crowded release schedules and all that where um at this point we've already had 
Zelda Breath of the Wild. We've already had Mario Odyssey, which are two huge tentpole games. So, again, looking at it for 2019, if it would have come out in 2019, it's one of those people like lots of people would be looking at it, expecting that kind of a thing from Metroid prime four. Right. Uh, even if they hadn't gotten into the series before they're like, well, this is the next big thing like that, but there's not a Mario platformer and a Zelda that we know of, at least that would have been coming around right around the same time of it. So, yeah, and even if there was like, I think Pokemon and smash brothers selling as well as they did in the window that they did as close to each other as they were. Yeah. Shows that, that really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of people like to think that, like, oh, these games are going to cannibalize each other, and it's not going to do as well as it would if you just released it in a vacuum, but then you have Nintendo being like, eh, we're going to release <laughs> D- Link Between Worlds and Pokemon on the same day. You mm-hmm. know, like, that doesn't make sense to us, but hey, look at Pokemon, yeah. sold $14 million th- that year, or whatever, and then Zelda was like, I don't know, probably in like the 3 4-ish. I do feel usually. like that would, um, that matters... It would affect Metroid, obviously, more than it would those ones, just because those are just super proven blockbuster sellers, whereas Metroid is less so. But, but I, I think don't at think the same it would time, in the sense that Metroid is a lot more tailored to the people that yes. have Switches now. Yes, absolutely. Like, the reason why Metroid was such this like niche thing on the Nintendo platform is because every game that is targeted at that user base is a niche thing on a Nintendo platform. Mm-hmm. But any other right. platform, it's the biggest thing on there. You know, like God mm-hmm. of War wouldn't sell well on a Nintendo platform or wouldn't have in the past. Right, up until now. <laughs> right, but now we have a lot of people that bought PlayStations and have Xboxes and PCs and all that stuff and play these games. And they're looking yep. to play a game like that on their Switch. And Interestingly yeah. enough, yeah, I think... So we've got Animal Crossing, we've got a Yoshi game, and um, I mean, a bunch of stuff. Uh, Luigi's Mansion and all this stuff coming out and Pokemon coming out this year. But there's still kind of the rhetoric being passed around that like, okay, but when's the like the big game coming out for, you know, for this year, which it's fine to think that like, that's, you know, all right. It's just like, if none of those are the game that are getting you the most excited, then that's just not what's up your alley. But I think that does go to show that the people who own a switch, the things that they're most excited about right now, aren't the things that have been, uh, like, casual blockbusters or because those are obviously going to be huge sellers like right. especially animal crossing and pokemon like yeah, no matter what prime does it's not going to sell as much as pokemon <laughs> right no absolutely but so happen. it's it's interesting that like the game that people are the kinds of games that people are that current switch owners are waiting for are the kinds of games that are you know more hardcore or whatever um because i think honestly a lot of it too is like nintendo fans that got more quote-unquote like kitty games or whatever or just you know rated everyone type games when they were kids have now just grown up and now want to play those games and also play something more a little bit more mature um as far as kind of you know uh scenario and all that kind of stuff goes so yeah i all that it was kind of like how uh i remember we talked about on the podcast uh before you were on it uh where was the time before i was on the podcast yeah, I know. You're just now telling me, AJ? I'm sorry. I, I didn't <laughs> Go on. need to figure out this way. Uh, <laughs> but when we were talking about Mario Party Wars, like it's a game that I want, but it's not a game that I would say I'm excited for. 
Right. Because it's just like a known quantity. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. it exists. I'm going to get it. I want to play it. It's going to be a great time. Mm-hmm. But something like a Metroid is less of a known quantity. It's more of this like mysterious thing. It's like, oh, I want to see it. And I want to see it get revealed and what it's going to turn out to be and how it's going mm-hmm. to play. You know? Right. Um, so I think that in that way, like Pokemon, and I mean, I made a video along those lines when it was like mm-hmm. the, the Bayonetta. I think Bayonetta is going to be a bigger deal for Switch than Pokemon is. And it's yep. for that reason. It's like, what? We know Pokemon. We've right. known Pokemon for literal decades, but we don't know what Bayonetta 3 will look like on the Switch. Yeah, no, and that's and I'm hoping that that's also going to be the case for Pokemon, as we've talked about a bunch of times. Yeah, but yeah. I I would honestly love something in 2019 along those lines where it's like where I just don't really know about it and something a little bit more of a question mark as um, but not to say that I'm at all disappointed with all the stuff that's already there. Like I'm, it's going to be a packed gaming year no matter what it's definitely Um, not disappointing it's just not exciting (laughs) right and so it's 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 exciting in the sense that it's like oh i want to play another one of these but it's not mm -hmm. exciting in the sense of like oh man a whole new world it's breath of the wild all over again that's yeah i i think that's what it is like when i'm looking forward to 2019 as of right now i think i'm seeing a lot of games where like there'll be fun happy times like i don't know yoshi or whatever um and it's going to be games that are fun and enjoyable, but maybe not that, as of yet, that'll like drag me into the world in the same way that, I mean, honestly, Breath of the Wild did. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's, where it's, it's going to be like 2018 in a lot of ways, where it's like yeah. they have a lot of, they had blockbuster games. Mm-hmm. Again, as we just went over, it's like one of their best selling years, period, for any platform, you know? Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't a lot of those, like, oh man, I didn't know this game existed. I didn't yeah. know we were going to do one of these. But then again, I mean, it's only February, and like we had Octopath Traveler come out last year, and that was like that for me and then I'm sure there's going to be more games that we'll find out about throughout the year and yeah, that, like that the will be like that, that Nintendo set is going to surprise us fans it's going to surprise everybody yep um, yeah hubbalubbalub wubbalubdubbub something like that I pronounced your name wrong but uh, it sounded like I just had a stroke um, but that was a, that's a YouTube uh, person maybe he name. did first you never know <laughs> He just typed a stroke <laughs> uh, very eloquently at that, too. Um, comment from Hubblebub Lumbubwub. Love it. Perfect. Is uh, the best news the series has ever gotten was when they announced and released games at a fast pace. What people ignore is that Retro Studios could have worked on something else, which could have been equally good. A new dev team failing is not good news, especially since we were told they were doing well. Interesting. So Hubble such and such is not thrilled with the news it sounds like yeah i think this was a strange takeaway because nowhere in the video (laughs) did i say i'm excited that they did bad you know and we don't know (laughs) that they did bad and that's why like Mm -hmm. i I think i touched on that last episode of this podcast where it's like we don't know why Mm -hmm. they canceled it we don't like it's not necessarily because the game was a garbage fire or whatever it could have just been the game that was not the game that people want you know Mm -hmm. like in the same way federation force i wouldn't call it that a bad game but it's not the game Mm -hmm. that people want yep and it's not gonna i mean if they're looking for a breath of the wild that's a high that's a high standard (laughs) like or a mario odyssey or something along those lines like that's something that they're you know that's going to be hard to to do in any case so even if again yeah if it's a great game or if it's a good game like that still doesn't necessarily um 
meet that specific standard that they're looking for. So it's not necessarily good news that it was canceled. It's good news that Nintendo cares this much about this specific franchise yeah, it's the that fact they will that do this. It's good news that they cared enough to cancel it and not mm-hmm. leave it canceled. Right. You know? Because Metroid is definitely in that threshold where it's like, this game doesn't matter that much. We mm-hmm. can cancel it and cut our losses and call it a day. But right. instead of that, they decided to invest even more time and money into this franchise that as far as we know is not likely to make it back just on its own merits you know like it's not a breath of the wild in the sense that they're like this is one of our biggest franchises it's not like pokemon or nothing like that but it's one of our most important franchises as a company so Mm -hmm. it makes sense for them to put that much time and energy into the game because it's their uh prestige piece Mm-hmm. That says to me that them doing this with Metroid says to me that they want to make Metroid another prestige piece. And that's a big deal. I feel like something with with Metroid and all this stuff, too, something that it uh, reminded me of was I forgot to read it when we were in the news segment. But um, one of the Q&A type things was I think it, I think it was Miyamoto that said it. Um, but somebody tweeted out was like live tweeting some of the things that were happening during the Q&A. And mm-hmm. one of the quotes was, we have a lot, something to the effect of, we have a lot of ideas impo- and it's important that contents are unique to Nintendo or it's uh, important contents are unique to Nintendo. Okay. Right. Um, and we are not denying approval for internal development ideas was the quote. And so I think something about that and all this conversation too kind of puts a picture in my head. I don't know if you ever worked fast food, but I, I worked at Burger King for like two and a half years in college and that was a grand old time. Um, Sounds but like it. <laughs> uh, when, I don't know, when the drive through is like not super busy, you're just kind of, you know, making sandwiches and so send them out the drive through and doing that. But then as soon as it gets really packed and it's like all these people want food from this place, then everything goes really fast. And like you're working really hard to like, you know, get everybody organized and put everything together to try to meet deadlines, essentially, of burgers. So um, you're telling I, me that fast food's not like SpongeBob and they don't have a vault food, full of burgers? Well, let me tell you this. <laughs> SpongeBob <laughs> is a cartoon agent. What? <laughs> A whole cartoon, yeah, Prove but it's it. real. Uh, cartoons <laughs> are real. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, it's something about this season, I feel like with Nintendo, even if it doesn't feel like it just yet, I feel like on the back end, that's kind of what it's like, maybe, for them, is that, especially regarding that quote, if that's true, is that like if, if teams have ideas and are like ready to start on it then this is the time where they'll just like green light a bunch of stuff and be like all right cool yep we'll do it let's put it out and they're actually like getting a lot of stuff done and they also had like the end of the wii u life cycle to start working on some of this and get ahead of the game a little bit yeah like fine shannon we'll let you make a freaking f-zero game stop asking us jesus christ yeah um a teaser for if nothing crazy happens next week too i I do want to start out with a segment that'll um just have us talking about like potential rebirths of franchises but we'll we'll get to that when we get to that if that ends up happening um but moving moving along now squantle says uh it sets an important which squantle just reminds me every time of um rick and morty uh squanch That's that's all. Moving along. I thought you were going to say Squirtle, but all right. <laughs> also Squirtle, kind of a mix of Squanch. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's, just it's Rick, Rick and Morty and, Morty and Squirtle. Is what what would happen <laughs> if Rick was like, "Hey, we need Pokemon in our world." Yeah. Which I mean, they kind of did. There's a Pokemon game, Pokemon Rick and Morty game, Pocket Pocket Mortys or something. 
Yep. Tandy. There you go. Uh, it sets an important standard, in my opinion. Their honesty was admirable, as they could have just as easily made the change without announcement, which could confuse fans. The quality of the end product aside, I'm happy Nintendo inform- informed us and warned us Metroid fans before it shows or because it shows they truly care about the game and the people who are anticipating it. They approach the update in an apologetic way, which shows they know the impact a delay can have on people. Also, great video as always, AJ. Uh, I think you made a mistake on that last part, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I totally... That was... My takeaway from it was all those same things as well, that it's just their honesty was super important and really showed that they cared and... Um, also, I mean, it was a great business tactic as well, like whether uh, it, on purpose or it not. Reminded, it kept the hype train hype train going. Like, oh yeah, yeah. this game exists. Yep, <laughs> and Honestly. it's still coming. And um, it also like somebody was theorizing that like, oh well, Metroid Prime trilogy couldn't have been or pro- must not be real because if it was, then they would have thrown it in as you know, like given this apology and said, but we have Metroid Prime trilogy. We, but on the flip side. They did this, everybody was fine with it, and they didn't announce Metro Prime Trilogy. So now it gets to make them look like a good guy for apologizing, and then also a good guy for releasing Metro Prime Trilogy, instead of, like, I think... Uh, doing a kind of like bait and switch of like I'm so sorry I couldn't get you this thing today but like here's a thing in replacement ends up looking kind of like weak and I don't know like uncaring as opposed to what it actually was was my thoughts on that yeah I agree yeah I agree and I think that the other thing about like this whole transparency it's like Nintendo and every other dev does this all the time we just don't hear about it yeah right exactly (laughs) they like that's what game development is it's a a lot of beta testing literally and saying nah 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 this sucks yeah let's start this part over you know let's do this again (laughs) but Mm -hmm. this time they just spent a longer time trying to figure it out and get it right and for a lot of teams, it sounds like it was right for them, but because mm-hmm. it's a, a sum of its parts situation, if part of it is bad, then all of it is bad. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so I I will always be curious about what the game was like, but nevertheless, uh, Gilberto Calderia. Hey, finally got notified. I've lost some videos. Frowny face. Well, good video. I'm not a Metroid expert. I've played a little of some old ones, and I really want to get to play more of the series. Come on, Nintendo. Where's the Metro Prime trilogy? Just release it already and make me go bankrupt already. Toast. Uh, first part of that comment, it seems like YouTube doesn't want to recommend my videos right now. I don't That's understand. frustrating. But I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do you think we'll get to it? We'll get to cool. it. Cool. Dope. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Q and A time. Look at that. Here we are. Now it's time. Liz <laughs> Drin uh, Two um, asks. I know, quote unquote, no comment has been the answer so far. But when you said new videos every Tuesday in le- your last video, it kind of stung. The exclusion of and Thursday was noticeable. I get maybe Logan isn't coming back, but can you at least tell us he's okay? Question mark. Uh, well, first of all, Logan's uh, okay. He's fine. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with him physically. 
Um, but that is like why I think a lot of like algorithmically our videos aren't doing as well because the, the, yeah. the YouTube algorithm loves consistency. It loves when you're like, okay, you upload on this day at this time and it gets this many views from these people. And then if, when it sees that your uploads aren't reacting in the same way, in any kind of way, it impacts the rest of your channel and right. ways that I can't explain. <laughs> and yep. neither can they, and <laughs> neither will they ever. Um, as far as Logan goes, my understanding is that he uh, says he wants to make videos as he has always said, but his actions contradict that. <laughs> Where it's like for the last couple of weeks, and the reason why I've been saying no comment is because Logan gets upset when I talk about this stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's unfair to you guys that you've come to expect a certain level of quality from us and quantity from us. Um, and it just it just stops happening and there's no explanation as to why. Um, so I'm going to explain it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, it's just a, a lot of like different levels of interest in this, you know, where it's like this it has always been like my baby, essentially, you know, <laughs> where it's like mm -hmm. I really care about this channel. I really care about the content that comes out of it. I feel like Logan cared a lot less. So uh, when stuff maybe not going his way in other parts of his life, or maybe just in this part of his life, maybe his video's not doing as well. And he's like, eh, this isn't worth doing anymore. Um, and he just stops doing it. And for me, I feel like that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable to be like, oh, I'm not okay with this right now. So I'm just gonna stop doing it until I feel like doing it again. Um, that's not how this works. And it's not how mm -hmm. it should work. Uh, so I, I'm willing to see what he wants to do next in terms of like he's talking about he's working on some video or he wants to work on some video but in my head it needs to there needs to be some type of movement in the positive direction it can't just be like okay uh here's my video again i'm back who knows if this is ever going to happen again it needs to be <laughs> some type of like real commitment that like this isn't going to happen anymore there's no more like sudden disappearances for no reason at all like what happened with his uncle like that was understandable and the fact that he gave me uh uh, advance notice to be like hey I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make videos blah 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 then I was able to prepare and say okay I'm gonna upload on this I'm gonna upload two times a week I'm gonna do it but now it's like I'm, it's just in a weirder position with streaming and like all this other stuff like and the fact that like I don't know when they're gonna announce news and like it just mm -hmm. we're in a weirder situation than we were when I was making the two video thing um, so and I might very well still do that if I get a concrete like yeah no I'm not coming back um but until then, I don't know. I don't want to like cut him. At, like I don't want to do what he's doing to me. You know, <laughs> where I mm -hmm. like I just abruptly like delete all the branding of Logan from the channel and like change all that stuff. And like you know, I don't want to do that. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll we'll figure it out when we get a concrete answer from him. That's not like talking in, in riddles. <laughs> yep. Well, I hope that at some point this uh, podcast can be all three of us, but if it's not, uh, <laughs> that's yeah, okay I mean, too. I mean, we'll again, that was, that was another part of it. I feel mm -hmm. like that was like an early sign of that. And like we've said from the beginning, like the intention wasn't to replace Logan, but I mean, that just what happened because it gave him, at first, it seemed like something that he was like, oh, like, I'm not happy about that. I don't want to be replaced, blah, blah, blah. Like you guys heard about uh, 
when somebody asked a question of somebody hosting when Logan's not able to be there and he kind of got offended by that. Um, mm. But then as soon as that happened, he just kind of <laughs> let it go, you know, where it's like, okay, well, I don't need to be there, even though it was never a thing of like being replaced. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Yep. I can't speak for him, but I can just tell you mm. my understanding of it from the inside looking inside deeper. <laughs> yep. I mean, I guess it'll get played by ear a little bit too. So we'll be yeah. curious to hear about updates and um, all that stuff. But yeah. Right. Interesting. Um, well, we'll uh, move on to a more Nintendo related, I guess, yeah. Q&A. <laughs> Patar35 uh, asks, if you were to choose three Pokemon for a new Pokemon trainer in Smash Bros. Ultimate, which three would you pick? Um, as far as existing Pokemon, I think so. I, yeah, I think it would be cool if they did like Gen Four. Gen Four mm. would be cool, just because like if they're going to do a Gen Four remake, it's a good tie-in. Um, and then just mm-hmm. change up like which Pokemon is what stage. Yep. So like rather than doing uh, what Piplup, Torterra, Torterra. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think Torterra is. What's the Gro- Grottle or something like that? I think his name is Grottle. Is the second of all. I never pick uh, grass types, so <laughs> Turtwig is hideous. Turtwig is hideous. But anyway, and then do Infernape instead of doing that. I think they should maybe do like Empoleon mm-hmm. and Turtwig and yep. uh, Monferno. That's exactly the setup I would think too, because we we've got Squirtle as a light water, Greninja as a light to mid water, and then now we'd have Empoleon, who would be I guess mid to heavy water. Yeah, and then switch up the other two as well. Yeah, right. that'd be cool. That would be cool if I were to pick, because um, I'm going to impose myself on here. Um, it would be really fun, honestly, to have a Team Rocket trainer um, and have, I mean, Harbach and Weezing. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it would be it would be a much sillier, like, it would be kind of a piranha plant. Oh, we never talked about piranha plant, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Piranha um, plant exists. Yeah. It, uh, quick hot take on piranha plant. What you uh. got? I thought you were going to give one, but oh, he's, nope. he's fine. I thought oh. you were going to say, like, well, he's OP or something like that. Hot take on front um, of plant. He's OP or something. I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's, like, the takeaway for, like, whenever they add a new character. It's like, yeah. oh, this character's OP. It's like, nah, yeah. he's not. Because you just um, find a move where it's like, wow, you can kill someone with this move. But it's yeah. really like, okay, but yeah, there's also all these weaknesses. about. Like, I mean, Piranha Plant has a bunch of really powerful moves but really his like the punishing state that or is uh the downsides of it are pretty apparent at the same time so it's right. he, he feels well balanced as far as yeah, i'm concerned yeah, for sure um he's cool mm-hmm. um my current plan is to get him into elite smash before bob touches elite smash in any way <laughs> How many that's, do you have in Elite was, Smash right that's now? That's what was decided. It's just that all the DLC characters, I need to have them in, in Elite Smash before Bob sees the, the glory that is Elite Smash. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but yeah, how many do you have in Elite Smash right now? Um, I keep going in and out with Pokemon Trainer. I need uh-huh. to like nail it down with Pokemon mm-hmm. Trainer. But right now, I just have Inkling. Because nice. uh, really, those are the only two characters I use in online battles. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really play Quick Play that much, honestly. Most yeah. times when I'm playing Smash, it's with people that I know and yep. arena Just starting matches. arenas, yeah. Um, so 
I don't really have a whole lot of time to be like, oh, I'm going to get every single character in there, like <laughs> some people do, but it's like, nah. And once they get the online better and however they plan to do that, maybe mm-hmm. maybe that'll be the next thing I do is try to get everybody. But right now, yep. I'm just playing with characters I like. And that's yep. just two right now. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Bagel Denizen asks... Brooks, how, what up, Brooks? What up, Brooks? How can Dr. Mario World improve on past versions and take advantage of the mobile landscape? Uh, I don't know if it needs to improve. I think that the, the best thing that Dr. Mario World could do is just be Mario World, but on a touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's something that they could potentially introduce is online, because I don't think they've ever done that. And a Mario, yep, like uh, competition type stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, guess I mean, I would that, never I guess touch it because I. I, I guess that's that on the NES version on Switch Online, right? Um, well, maybe. Um, because I don't know. Oh well, is there? I mean, is there co-op? Because there's online multiplayer. Yeah. For certain games, I just don't know if that's one of them. So I think all the games because I I've barely played Mario. Actually, I don't think I've ever played Doctor Mario. Um, Howdy. is I know uh, is there co-op in Doctor Mario the there's NES like, version? There's like or competitive local like, multiplayer you know, like puzzle game sort of situation. I don't know if it's in the first one though. Gotcha. I know like Doctor Luigi had it. <laughs> gotcha. So yeah, if I think if it has um, versus multiplayer, then there would then it would have online versus but otherwise the games that don't have multiplayer like that don't actually have multiplayer in the games then the switch on, or the nes online stuff just does it like kind of where you take turns or that kind of yeah, thing yeah. um so yeah so i i wish i could answer your question a little bit better too on my side but i mean i think to some degree they could honestly because it's a puzzle game take take cues from Candy Crush and um, a lot of those kinds of games where like they don't those games obviously you can easily sink a ton of money into them but also you can easily go about it and just play the game as much as you want without ever putting any money into it and so it's just it's a good ratio I feel like of it doesn't feel scammy but I, I don't know it's I think the ratio is just fairly good. It, it's kind of in your face about the money every once in a while, but um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that they could that these games need to do on mobile is mm-hmm. rather than improve on what they are, mm-hmm. is improve on what mobile games are using what this property currently is. Right. Um, so make mobile games less mobile gamey. Mm-hmm. Rather than making Mario, Dr. Mario, more of what Dr. Mario is or better than it was. In, right. In yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I feel like they could easily, I guess, mess it up. I mean, I don't think they would mess it up, all things considered, but they could easily mess up the whole, you know, making money off Dr. Mario world thing. But it would also be easiest for this one more than almost any other game to do it right. Um, yeah. Which they can even take cues just from Fire Emblem Heroes, I feel like, and going into that. So, yeah, but I guess we'll find no, out in about. Because they don't have waifus and Dr. Mario. <laughs> it's just Peach. Yeah, and she's awful. <laughs> uh, last question from Impu uh, How do you think Nintendo should approach their release schedule with the quote unquote non specified dates, but TBA 2019 games optimally? 
Also, do you think that the Switch market is oversaturated with indie games, despite the fact that the Switch works well with indie games? If so, is there a need for a visionary work, or if there a need for a visionary's work, um, original in quotation marks, uh, to pull an even wider audience to the Switch? Let's uh, maybe go one at a time. <laughs> yeah. So the first, the first question as far as like releasing them optimally i think that the switch is just in a in a place where it doesn't really need it in that way you know mm-hmm. where it's still selling off of its evergreen titles yeah. uh it doesn't need to like okay we need to like release a game on this month and if we don't then our sales momentum is going to die right. it's just a, a matter of like whenever the games are done mm-hmm. <laughs> and ready to go that i, I think is the, the most important thing um, I think that it would like for right now in the immediate future it would be cool if we got a game this month but I don't think that we're going to get anything like super like ambitious mm-hmm. or whatever like I think that they're the game that they're like banking on this month to sell for them is like what Yokai watch right um, and then next month would be like Kirby uh, epic yarn or whatever in uh, Yoshi I suspect this month we'll probably have more situations like um probably whenever a direct happens fire emblem or not fire emblem, sorry um ew, final fantasy 7 yeah. is probably going to be like an out now situation and right, then they did release that trailer or whatever yep exactly and then probably 9 will be one of those like out really soon but it's only digital or something and yeah. so i i wonder if this month is going to be more of just that kind of a thing where it's like there's some bigger digital only games that people will be excited about but it's not anything uh you know actually coming to the console in a physical type way and then yeah the rest of the games again we've talked about how if luigi's mansion isn't in october we're gonna riot Uh, we're we're all (laughs) gonna take our switches back yeah we're gonna trade them in for playstation vitas and give that one another shot Uh uh-huh and then trade that in for a virtual boy (laughs) (laughs) but besides that i mean i pokemon's gonna be when pokemon typically is november-ish um and then I mean, there's a bunch of the other ones that they could so, so easily like switch around. Needs to be summer, like that's a summer yep. game. Sometimes they do holiday, but it's a summer game. Put it out in the summer. People did um, point out too, fairly uh, astutely, that the Switch Mini stuff coming out in the same year as the, as Pokemon and Animal Crossing makes a true. lot of sense. So, like, if that's those kind of release, you know, roughly around the same time as the Switch Mini, that's easy sales right there. Yep, truth. That's a good point. Uh, I don't think we'll get Bayonetta this year. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. probably not going to happen. Uh, just because, like, the phrasing for, like, what they said about their release schedule. Uh, and Bayonetta is in the same TBD Mm-hmm. area as metroid right so who knows where that's coming you know what i mean i don't even yeah i feel like it wouldn't even be necessarily a thing of bayonetta couldn't be ready this year because i mean maybe it could maybe it couldn't but i just for some reason feel like they're just gonna save it anyway um yeah. just because there's so much stuff already released and then we have rumors of a bunch of other stuff uh so at this point if everything is already coming out and then also metro prime trilogy and also star fox grand prix if you know say both of those games come out and some of the other ones too then i just feel like bayonetta wouldn't have a great spot to set up shop <laughs> yeah so um, like to where they're the like yeah, we'll just wait for a while yeah yeah um uh, as yeah. far as the second question with the indie game thing 
Nah, mm-hmm. I don't think there's too many indie games. I think indie games kind of exist on their own, where it's yep. like, um, if you like that sort of thing, you're going to buy it. Mm-hmm. I think they do better when there is a lot of them and there's not a whole lot of anything else. But as far as like Switch is concerned, like the more games, the merrier. I think they definitely do want Switch to be Steam. And they've said mm-hmm. as much. Right. They want all the games to come to Switch. It's not a thing of like, okay, we want to keep this like super controlled and like small with Mm -hmm. what games come out and like you know have it like this lane proposition that's like every game's a hit and there's only 20 of them every year you know like they just want everything on there and honestly for the compared to especially the Wii and uh, that kind of thing for all the games that are coming out not as many of them are shovelware as you'd think Um, as you know even within like indie games and that kind of stuff I I mean I guess they they are as far as like they were technically shoveled onto the, to the switch in some ways, but just as far as like quality goes, um, I've been doing some research, just kind of looking into all the games coming out this past week and this next week and um, stuff, and just taking a look at all of those. A lot of them were on either PC or PC and PlayStation for Vita or um, or even mobile games, but for the majority of them. They're ones that were rated decently well, and the ones that weren't seem really obvious that it's like, now that one's a bad game, just don't even buy that. But um, I think it's, it is more of a problem for indie developers in and of themselves, unless, like, if you're not in an indie highlight or an indie's presentation or, you know, are on one of the things highlighted in other, you know, news media of some sort, it's more of a problem, I guess, for you releasing your game than it is um you know for, for switch consumer. owners by any means yeah, 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 yeah. no for consumers the, it's great there's no obligation to play everything right it's like you play what interests you mm-hmm. when it interests you i mean i i guess for people like us mm-hmm. there's more of a reason to play games closer to when they release so we can talk about them yeah but outside of that i mean there's there's no real reason why a game needs to come out at a certain point or like around another game because it's like people aren't going to want to play every single thing yeah and i mean with indie games too the great thing is that you can kind of play it and finish it within a short window of when you actually get it and it's you know they're cheap like we talked about before you know so you can easily just honestly you could easily get an indie game every two weeks even as a fairly casual gamer and complete all of them and keep moving right along and everything will be fine like if i i could probably complete an indie game every two weeks even though i you know have a full-time job and wife and other things going on but um yeah so it's i I don't think it's a problem at all um yeah I, i think what what would be a problem is just if switch owners stop buying first party or bigger release or third party games or you know like more substantial games at all or just stop buying games at all like that was mostly the problem with with the wii is by the time shovelware was happening towards the end of the console like so many of the so many of the owners of uh the wii were casual like not even gamers grandmas and stuff that aren't gonna buy anything so a lot yeah, of people were like trying to even, port stuff not yeah. even that far into the wii most people that had wii yeah right were, it was their wii sports machine mm-hmm. 
Which, I mean, isn't completely true. Mm-hmm. The attach rate for the Wii was pretty high. It sold 100 million hardware units and 920 million software units. So that's right. like a nine games to one Wii attach rate. Um, it probably actually didn't break down to that. There's probably a few whales in that <laughs> yeah. uh, equation there. Um, and I don't know how much of that software is like virtual console stuff. Right, uh, yeah. But... Uh, that's a good question. For the most part, if you think of somebody that had a Wii, they probably didn't have like Red Steel. You know, they uh-huh. most likely all had like probably Mario Galaxy, mm-hmm. maybe Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. That's less likely because they didn't sell that great. It sold <laughs> all right for Zelda. Um, and like Mario Galaxy or whatever. You know? Yeah. I mean, and honestly, even nowadays, the just marketing and branding and placement in general makes it easier to know what games are going to be good. If you if I just own a Switch and don't really know anything, I can go to the top, e- you know, to the eShop charts and see games on there and know what's good. And if I go to my Walmart, the, you know, in the Wii days, everything still, or the most most everything was still physical so shovelware would take up store shelf space so then you would see a bunch of crap and then a number of good games as opposed to now there's there's still some crap on the shelves for sure but there's a lot less of it compared to actual good games because yeah because the the middle there's gonna go digital people that were like putting out the crappy stuff don't have enough money to put out hard copies for the most part yeah exactly Um, and there's also YouTube channels that talk about stuff like this. What? We might have a show that we're talking about that's going to help Yeah, where you can start paying attention to the games that are coming out into the future. Yeah. <laughs> You'll uh, be more informed, I promise. Good stuff. Yeah, well, that was the last question. Uh, if you got more questions like that or like other questions that you have coming right out of your brain, uh, out of your fingers, onto the little touch pads that you got called your phones, then you can ask them. We've got a Discord channel. Uh, you can ask on Twitter. You can tweet to AJ or uh, you can write it on this YouTube video right here on directly to you. Um, any of those things, ask some questions. We will answer them next week. Yeah. And there you go. Thank that. you for joining us on this wonderful journey that we call directly to you. Uh, we talked. We talked about some games. We did. We had some goofs and some gaffes. Actually, I was serious the whole time. I never made a joke. Um, we had a Donald Duck comment about how he's always angry. I remember Accurate. that. I do uh, remember that. He's, that happened. He's he's literally always screaming. Um, which is why I'm being calm right now because I want you to have a sense of normalcy in your life. I know you're playing Kingdom Hearts and nothing else. So yeah. I want to help you out. Mm. Uh, I'm your internet uncle. Okay? Well, AJ. I'm not the, I'm not the dad because that's Bob. <laughs> AJ just cares so much. Wow. Just uh, for all that caring, you should go be a member. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, give your uncle some money. <laughs> you know it's I just mean. good life advice i guess <laughs> <laughs> whatever no big deal just give your uncle some money <laughs> okay goodbye see you Bye, on everybody. episode number 49 <laughs> see you guys